Here we go. What's up, all you scruffy looking nerf herders out there? I knew I was going to mess it up as soon as I did it. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome back. Happy Monday. Welcome back to Total Action, y'all. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on this May the 4th Monday. Thank you. Uh, I am here with my favorite co host, as usual, Mr. Paul Denizio. That's right. It's me. It's me. It is LD. What is happening here on Total Action? We've been streaming a lot lately, Dan, haven't we? Oh, man. Last night was rough. <laughs> But you know me, it's your girl Dean here with uh, the one, the only, the hurricane, Mr. Jader Paramo. What's up, Jader? How's it going, guys? Excited to be here. Very excited to be here. I made it. I made it. <laughs> you made it. Show the action. Show the action. Super excited, man. Yes. Oh, man. So, you know, what we always start with, let's, let's get into it right away. Well, we kind of know a little bit of the story. So, instead of saying how you got into Showdown, because we all kind of witnessed how you got into Showdown. Why don't you hear how you actually started like getting into the fandom and then into your journey uh, into this rowdown? Oh man, we got to take you way back. Take you way back. Way back. Yes, exactly. A long, long time ago in the galaxy. Yeah. Far away. All right. So, uh, basically, it was funny enough that we're doing this on a on May the fourth because I have a uh, I've been a movie fan for a very 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 long time and um, since I can remember and a buddy of mine he would always come over and you know we get a couple drinks or whatever and he's like an undercover nerd he won't really show it show it because he's kind of like a jock you know big guy lives in the gym the whole nine but um he was very very hyped to uh for we were both very hyped for the force awakens right so um I was telling him, I'm like, man, I've been going on, on YouTube and, and trying to see like all these like, you know, conspiracy videos and, you know, like all this stuff. And he goes, man, I actually found like the perfect YouTube channel for you that you'd absolutely love. He's like, it's Sports Center for um, for movie news. Um, and it was Collider Movie Talk. Nice. So he was like, man, these guys are, you know, counting down for Star Wars and, you know, this and that. So I'm like, what is that? And he showed me this episode. I can't really remember what it is. But Christian, Mark, uh, the late, great John Schneppler on the show and, and John Campia. And I was immediately sucked in to this to this world and then i started following them and i started watching going back and watching episodes and episodes and episodes um then the countdown to star wars they were obviously one of the uh, first to see it so they put a non-spoiler review uh ended up watching the show and then christian kept hinting at uh this big thing that he was bringing to the to to collider which was something called the schmodown and um I, I was like, what? And then he was like, movie trivia. And that's the one thing in any trivia that I felt like I was, you know, decent at. And I, I love anything movies. So when I, the first episode aired, it was the, uh, it was the Dan Merle, John Campion. Cause I didn't know about Schmodown until um, it hit Collider. So it was season three. And that was the debut match. It was John Campion versus Dan Merle and instantly hooked. I got so hooked that I ended up going back oh. and watching previous episodes. Uh, when they had the Schmoes No Show, which was segments, 
it was it started off as a segment, which is crazy. Not on the couch. Big, I know how big it's it, it became. <laughs> um, and I feel um, I feel like I kind of like grew with what it's it's grown as a fan. You know, um, it did. I did fall off of it um, for a little bit because uh, yeah, I was going through a separation that I was with somebody for six years. I have kids, so it was dealing with the whole you know that uh, era. Sad and work and the whole nine and it just you know i just put a pause on on anything that had to do with youtube and movies i even stopped going to the theater for for a little bit Ooh. and um right before they started announcing so i had no idea what um you know because when it first started it was just the uh it was the movie trivia part and that's it was a smack talk before the matches but they weren't really a lot of characters. Right. So I got news that it was coming to Florida. It was coming to Orlando, which is four hours from, from where I live. And, and a buddy of mine, which is my, my co-host on the, uh, on my show, on my podcast, he's the one that hit me up and he was like, Hey, we got this really, uh, this opportunity. They're coming dude. And I'm like, man, I haven't seen it in forever, but I would love to see a, a, a show live. And he goes, do your homework because he's like, it's changed a little since, since you last left it. Um, I didn't know, you know, Andrew Guy. I didn't know Bateman. I didn't know Smets. I, I it, it was crazy to me. And then, um, but I didn't understand the whole character thing. It wasn't until John, uh, John Roca, until the Outlaw. I feel like he was <laughs> one of the first characters, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, but it was one of those. Uh, like I, I, I didn't know what it had it had become. To be completely honest with you, so I didn't get the whole guy and the team action character i really didn't understand at first and i'm like what the hell is this crap and who are these douchebags you know, <laughs> these I, know that's, I know that's blasphemous you know i'm, I'm on show the action right it's, now no it's it's all said with love like it we is, it really is our okay they were no, doing of course, of course. No, they were doing really their job but once i understood where it was going i'm like this is so genius and i love this even more because i remember there was times where i would skip through the intros and i would just give me the trivia and that that was it for me i can't mm -hmm. do that no more i right. literally sit and sit and watch and i love what this has become so if it wasn't for my buddy uh um javi telling me to jump on this network and then the buddy of mine to telling me like hey dude we got to go to orlando we got to see this but do your homework beforehand because you're going to be completely lost you know right Probably none of this would have been here. I wouldn't be here. That's crazy. So they are like your fairy godmother and your Gus Gus, basically, because I like to look at, at you coming into the Schmodown as the perfect Cinderella story for the Schmodown. Just a fan of the league. All of a sudden, now we got Willy Wonka Harloff coming up over here. All oh, fans can compete now. Not all, but you know what I mean. We all remember Florida. And then you yeah. get you get the chance to go up there. You compete. You crush it. I didn't. I personally didn't get a chance to see it, but I heard a lot about it. Crushed it. How did it go? We should be able to do that. Like, how did we? How did that go? Like, when when you found out you you got to compete, I mean, were you? Did you like? Were you? I mean, were you prepared? Did you really think you were going to go up there? Were you ready for it? So this is this is the the story of how it went. That was funny because uh, the the uh, my buddy Gil just came up on the on the screen. He sure. went, I drove up with him, actually. He oh, just okay. put, yeah, the one that just put the, the Ben and Bateman that everybody felt the same way. There you go. So uh, he's obviously a big Schmodown fan. He, we all, we all um, write for this uh, uh, for this a website called Cine Sports Talk, where we talk sports and movies. We're a part of the movie department. 
and um, he's he's one of the uh, content creators on that and one of the uh, reviewers. Okay. Um, he called me up and he goes, "Hey, I heard I heard you're going you're going up to Orlando. Is there anywhere I can hit you right?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, absolutely." Um, before Christian Harloff announced that we were gonna have you know the golden ticket, um, I bought my tickets the first day when my buddy Kyle called me and he was like, "Hey, the smokedown's coming." I'm like, "I'm not missing it, man. We gotta go." So I got my tickets. I called my girlfriend up. And I was like, hey, um, I want to go to this thing. I'm like, it's probably the nerdiest thing I'm ever going to ask you to do. And I'm like, but, you know, I'm a huge nerd and I don't I don't ask for much. I'm like, if you don't want to come, it's fine. Just let, I'm letting you know that I'm going to go with a couple of my friends. And she's like, what is it? I'm like, it's movie trivia. She goes, oh, you've been talking about that show for years. And I'm like, oh, no, absolutely. Um, so she's like, I got to go. She's like, I don't care. She, yeah. So she's like, I, I, I'm done. She goes, I am going to go. And I was like, all right, cool. So. Then we buy our tickets the first day, you know, some time passed. I think it wasn't announced until like a month after where he's like, we're going to do something special for the Orlando show. Right. I tell her about it. And then I'm like, man, that's pretty cool that they're letting a fan compete. And then she goes, you're going to get it. And I was like, no, I'm like, come on, there's a lot of people. And then she goes, no, she goes, you've been talking about this show for a long time. I would even, I even downloaded the app when it came out. And oh, I would play the app on the iPhone. Yeah, no, it was awesome. It was I, no, it's great. It's great. Um, and it's crazy, uh, not to get off topic, but it's crazy how if you start the app, like you have your Rachel Cushing's, your Stacey Howard's, and your uh, Mike Kalinowski right in the bottom. Right. They're like the first people to beat. And they end up, you know, at, in, after that season, they're like, they become one of the, you know, it's crazy. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I open the app sometimes, you know, to get a little practice around in, and, and I see them and I'm like, this is insane to me that they're so low. Um, anywho, so, you know, we fast forward in time. The day comes, we're driving up. And she just has this confidence in me that I am going to get this ticket. Um, we have a bunch of friends. And then I told her, I'm like, look, I don't, I'm like, there's so many people. I personally didn't buy the uh, VIP and the meet and greets and all that. And I thought that was, I didn't know how fair this was going to be. Like, I'm like, oh, probably the people that spend money, maybe get, you know, the ticket on the side or something. Like, I really didn't, didn't think it was going to be as because I bought a very regular general admission ticket. I wanted to get there early to see if I saw and because, you know, I go to a lot of concerts. I'm a big concert fan. And I've known that if you show up to concerts early or stay really late, you eventually will meet the band. You know, right. so my logic was let me show up a little earlier to see if I see a Mark Ellis or a Christian Harloff or a John Roca walking around, you know, the strip mall where it was at. Nice. So I show up when I show up. There is a huge line, <laughs> super huge line. And. I point at her and I go to her, there goes my chance. I look how many people are in front of us. And then she's like, you're so negative. You're such a pessimist. I can't stand that about you. <laughs> um, and so we get there. They start letting in the VIP meeting greets. My buddy Gil was one of them. He ended up going early. And, you know, obviously, you know, we're fans. So losing his shit that, you know, he met Christian Harlow. He's like, dude, I just met Baby Carrots. This is awesome. <laughs> um, so we're there and we're, you know, as they're letting people in, we're letting, they're letting people in. They see that my ticket isn't a, a meet and greet and they're like, oh, you got to stay here. I'm like, well, can I stay here in the front? So, you know, other people don't pass me because I've been right. here for a while. Right. They're like, no, absolutely. Right. So there's this girl, there was this girl and I wish I, I can remember her name. Um, but she was the one giving out the raffle tickets. Right. Was so we're there. Meg? And Meg oh, Meg? Blonde Meg? No, no, it wasn't Meg. It wasn't Meg. Okay. No, she was a, I think she was a local, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. She was a local. 
And she was a Schmodown fan, and I don't know if she reached out or whatever, but they let her give the uh, raffle tickets. But it definitely right. wasn't meant. Um, so anywho, uh, they um, we're standing there, and you know we're shooting the shit with the people there. Um, I can talk to a wall. You, <laughs> I can talk for days. You don't stop me. With this show can go on. I told you I did a podcast for four hours. Um, anyway. So we're there and, you know, we're, we're kicking it back. And there's people that like that were working there. Like, we don't understand what is this? And I'm like, well, it's, you know, movie trade. And I started explaining them to what it is. I'm like, I'm really hyped about it. And today a fan gets to compete. And, you know, that's really awesome. And they get to go to L.A. I'm like, it's the craziest thing ever. And then um, once they're like, all right, so general admission can come in. She starts giving me the ticket. But we were, were already like really like friends and, you know, talking and all that stuff. And she gives me the ticket, and then she and I go to her. Is this the winning ticket? And she's like, absolutely. Um, and then my girlfriend comes behind her, grabs grabs the ticket, and then she goes, and then she goes, I think this is the winning ticket. And and then she's like, one of them two, but I got you guys. And we're like, awesome. So we sit down. We're there. Uh, I'm hyped. My buddy uh, Gil had already gotten a seat, so we were pretty close. And um, I remember that, you know, the uh, Janish comes out and he does the introduction uh, to everything. And then Mark Ellis comes out. He does his bit for a little bit. And they start off with the fan event, which I didn't know where it was going to fall. So we're all, I'm there. Cool, calm, and collected, obviously. Obviously, I wanted to win. But I, did, I didn't want to set myself up for disappointment, obviously. You know, right. imagine wanting something so bad and, you know, just falling short. Absolutely. So I'm sitting there and they, they, uh, call out the raffle ticket and my number my first digit was completely off <laughs> now when that happens my girlfriend says man i was off by two digits and i'm like oh man you were clo close and i'm like but again it was like 500 tickets that's 500 different raffles you know? right right um so that happens and i'm like i'm like i'm not even gonna look at the at the second number because i'm like i was nowhere near close but obviously i'm like there, like look you know looking i'm trying to stay calm stay cool. cool but i'm looking at the ticket <laughs> as as uh, they're reading the second number. Um, again, nowhere near it. And to my right, I, I hear, I won. So I look and it's my girlfriend. And she goes, I won. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no. She goes, you won. And she gets up and gives me the ticket. She goes, go, go. Ellis, obviously, while this is happening, I have Kyle, my, my co-host of the show, and Gil to his to his left. So it's my left and left, right? And we're all, like, you know, amongst each other. And then I feel somebody in the back go, dude, go. They're about to call another number because nobody claimed it. Right, right. And then I get up quickly, and I'm like, and then everybody obviously starts cheering. I'm like this. Oh, <laughs> shaking. And in this disbelief to be completely honest with you so i'm walking up ellis is telling me to come up i see bc because he's you know the bodyguard so he's telling yeah. me to come up and i didn't hear anything to be honest with you. it went completely silent oh. it went silent and i was like i was like i can't believe this now i'm not much of a religious person to be completely honest with you but i was i was brought up catholic right and the first thing that came to my mind, because my mom's like, when something good happens, just thank God for it, right? right? And I was like, and I went up, I was, as I was walking, I'm like, dude, don't let me screw this up. <laughs> Guide me <laughs> to the, I mean, give, like, try to remain cold, calm, and collective. So I right. get on stage, 
I'm the second guy that gets on stage. They're calling num other numbers, and we got the four competitors, right? So they start um, – Ellie starts introducing the guy that won first, uh, which was honestly deserves – this spot as much as I did because he gave me a hell of a fight, you know. Um, his name, I can't, I think it's Chris Yeager. I'm not completely sure. I can guarantee you that his last name is Yeager, um, but I don't remember his first name and I feel terrible for it because I know we're Facebook friends and all. But, um, <laughs> but, um, so he goes up there, he introduces himself, uh, you know, Mark, Mark giving him the mic is like, you know, what's your name, where you from, the whole nine. And he was like, oh, well, you know, so and so, but my friends call me Yeager. <laughs> and uh, it, there you go, Jake. And uh, so Jake's he's like, hair. all right, we got Jaeger. And then um, they, uh, when he comes up to me, I'm like, well, my name is Jader, but they also call me Jaeger. I have a Jaeger tattoo. Oh, there you go. I see it. <laughs> so I'm like, and they also call me Jaeger. So then he's like, Jaeger number two. And that's how the Jaeger number two thing uh, stuck for that for that night. Oh, um, nice. So, yeah, so we go back and forth, obviously, him and I. Uh, the other two guys were, they they pulled some up, but, you know, it, it ended up being me and him going back to back. And we missed, crazy enough, the same question, just like it happened with me and Brittany. Ouch. <laughs> so him and I missed the same question, um, but it ended up going to his five, and he didn't know it, and obviously the rest is history, which is another thing that's crazy was uh, – I obviously seen the game a million times. I know the JTE rules. I know, right. you know, I know a bunch right. of all this stuff, but um, I didn't know what rules applied or what didn't. So I remember there was one question that they asked me about um, about Blade Runner, which was uh, what are the what are the cyborgs called that that uh, chase uh, uh, Decker in the film? And right. I couldn't get replicants. Right. I couldn't get it. I blanked out. Imagine. And the, when you think the lights in the studio are, are real, imagine doing it in front of like four or 500 people. Oh, right. man. It's insane. <laughs> just, a, so, just a tiny bit of pressure. No, absolutely. Um, but so I'm there. I'm looking. And I don't know why. I focused. And it was my girlfriend, Kyle, and Gil. And I'm just looking at them. And they're looking at me like, you got this. I've seen Blade Runner 100 times. And I'm like, why can I come up with this name? And right. I used my J. I asked uh, Ellis for a JTE rule. He um, he uh, he grants it to me. It comes. That was that was my three pointer. Good. Bounces back to him. He answers his three pointer. Bounces back to me for my five. My five pointer question was, um, it uh, who plays Conrad in um, in the game? David Fincher's the game, right? right? So I haven't seen the game in a long time. I don't remember if that if that's Michael Douglas's character or not. Right. I know Michael Douglas is in it. I know Sean Penn's in it. I haven't that's seen that movie. And I love Fincher. He's one of my, yeah. So I'm like, it's one of the two. But right. then I remembered Connie, Connie. And then when I say uh, Sean Penn, uh, Jen Sturger looks at me and gives me this face like, and I'm like, I blew it. And then oh. she goes, that's correct. Ah. Brad loses their mind, obviously. <laughs> uh, I'm getting I'm really yeah, then it goes to his five-pointer. His five-pointer was um, who directed Julia and Julia, You Got Mail, and I don't think they said Sleepless in Seattle, but they said they said another uh, film. But I know You Got Mail and Julia and Julia were definitely in the in the question, and he had he he had no idea, and he, he it's crazy because when it went down to the five-pointer, he's there, and then he looks at me, and I'm like, oh, we're going to sudden death. I'm like, this is this is happening. This is and he looks at me and he goes, enjoy your time in LA, my friend. 
I have no idea. Which, crazy enough, it kind of repeats itself because it goes down to Britney's five-pointer doing the exact same thing to me. Right. Where she's like, I'm a DC girl. I don't know. Congratulations on the win. Which right. is nuts to me. <laughs> Two things that happened on my first match right. happened on my first official match, which is nuts to me. That's so crazy. It, that just, it just totally makes it feel completely like a real Cinderella story. So you've got to compete in Florida, the almost once in a lifetime type of opportunity, and then draft happens. Oh my gosh. And then uh, your draft was not at the live event, correct? I was there. Yes. Okay. Go into the draft. How, how do you, how were you feeling about the draft and getting drafted? Do you have any idea, so, like, if you have any idea, where you're going and all anybody talk so to you this is, no uh, i've talked to i talked to a couple people um so i don't know if it was i don't know but ever since i mingled with some of the schmodown um personalities i've gotten really along with them um well, let me ask you this real quick i'll interject before we get into the story there when is the draft the first time you got to mingle with anybody really besides i mean you had orlando obviously you mingled a little orlando, bit after that. Man, but orlando i'm i'm one of those guys to be honest with you where i'll let you be you know right. it must be exhausting for these guys to be completely honest with you i didn't know how they interacted with fans it was the first time i met them right but you know it, like i said i go to a lot of concerts and all that so i can only imagine after putting up a show being there from the morning because you know the show might start at one but these guys are there at eight nine a.m getting yeah. ready you know so i can only imagine how exhausted they must be and then have a crowd of people come over so i was one that i was shying away from everybody to be completely honest with you i didn't want to talk to anybody roca actually mentioned it in uh in backstage when they had me on because i was shy to talk to him i wanted to let them be you know as much as i wanted to tell him dude you're i'm a huge fan Right. You know, like I can't believe that I'm I'm here standing right next to you. And um I let him be. We talked really fast. I talked to him, Merle, Kaiser for a little bit, um, KO. Like there was a bunch of people, you know, that I talked to. But the one person that uh I can tell you we hit it off from the very beginning was actually Mark Ellis. Um I actually ended up, see, there you go, chilling with Ellis until the bar closed. So what what um how it went down, funny enough, is we all know following Ellis, that he's a big uh, Coors, Coors Light guy. He's a, he's a Coors Light drinker, right? So I go to the bar, and I wanted to thank them, you know? So I ended up buying him a beer, you know? And I'm like, I tell the bartender, you know, give it to that gentleman right there. Without, I wasn't going to approach him or anything like, like that. Right. They, the bartender ends up, ends up giving it to BC. Oh. Not to Ellis, <laughs> right? Whoops. So BC kind of looks at me, and he's like, Cheers, man. You know, and I, was like, I was like, no, 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 no. Not you. It wasn't for you. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Exactly. So when that happens, I'm like, you know, screw it. it. It was for him. Let him keep the beer. It is. Just charge me another one. So when that happens, BC, he was talking to Frank and they were there. We kind of like, I talked to BC for a little bit um, and we kind of hit it off, but we were talking to Ellis for most of the night. We ended up shutting down the, uh, the bar uh, chance. Uh, Ellison, he came up to me. We talked, obviously. Um, uh, Gucci, Gucci was there. Gucci yeah. was really cool about everything, so he was there. So that was the first night that we, um, he really is. Yeah, uh, I agree with that too. He really, really is. Yeah. Best. He is the best. Um, similar experience, similar experiences. So, so, yeah. so we leave the bar. It's honestly surreal. I can't believe this happens. Um, that's honestly, that's on a Saturday night, Monday morning, Christian is blasting me all over Facebook. People are requesting me, people are asking me questions. 
the only reason why we have the live event not not that because that wasn't that wasn't filmed that wasn't aired my girlfriend recorded the whole thing nice. i was able she has it in three videos my uh buddy of mine chopped it up he edited it together i ended up sending it to christian and uh janice and a whole bunch of people and that's how it, it got on the site um but uh i hadn't seen anybody now I wanted to go to Halloween Horror Nights because this all happened uh, on in October. So I was gonna go to Halloween Horror Nights two uh, uh, two weeks later. When I started noticing the money that I was putting down to go to Horror Nights, it was close to like three four hundred bucks for a weekend. Oof. So I looked over to my girlfriend when we were about to buy the tickets, and I'm like, "Why don't we go to Spectacular?" Yeah. Yes. And then I'm like, "We're gonna visit another state. I don't travel." So I'm like, we can go visit another state and I'm like, we can hang out, uh, you know, watch the show and then we can hang out afterwards. You know, we hang out or whatever. She's like, that sounds way better than, you know, a weekend of something we've done a million times. Nice. So I was like, all right. So I reached out to Harloff and Harloff was like, dude, don't even worry about it. You come here, you're good to go. He's like, just, you know, get your flight, hotel, whatever you got to do. Let me know when you land and, uh, and I'll see you at the show. Nice. So that was that was the second time I actually ended up mingling with everybody else. It was it was uh, amazing. So I had seen them obviously in Orlando. Then I saw them again at Spectacular, and then uh, less than a month later was the uh, the draft. Right now at Spectacular, um, I talked more to um, you know uh, Kevin Smets was one of the first guys to reach out when I won, and he uh, he messaged me on on Facebook, and he was like, "Congratulations, man." Um, he even wrote to Kaiser on the comic because I was wearing a Metallica shirt, and he wrote he wrote uh, to uh, Kaiser, uh, future Dungeon member question mark, and exactly. So I was honestly all about the dungeon, you know, well, relaying everything yeah. exactly. So I was like, you know, rock and roll, you know, burgers. Like he always says, you know, the burgers and beers and rock and roll. I'm like, I'm all about that life. So me and Kaiser were going back and forth. Uh, talking, I had talked to, I was chilling with Dagnino the night before, actually, uh, the night before the draft, um, I landed in LA, BC, um, my girlfriend couldn't come on to the, uh, to the draft. So I, w I went to LA by myself. Uh, me and BC had developed a friendship over, uh, Facebook. He, uh, I jumped on his podcast a couple of times. So we really hit it off and he's like, are you going to the show? And then I'm like, I really want to. I don't know. I'm like, uh, I think I should be. Uh, he's like, you might get drafted. Dude. You have to be there. You know, like, why? Why not? Why not go? Um, I'm like, and he told me, he goes, you know what? Screw this. Uh, you're staying with me. We're going to uh, have a great weekend. So the night before the draft, I ended up staying uh, with uh, BC sister with him and, and his sister over in L.A. And the night before the draft, I ended up hanging out with with Ellis Degnino and BC. Nice. And it was, you know, such it, it, you can imagine how it went down, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> I love yeah. these stories. These are great, man. Yeah, no, they've been they've been fantastic. Like I said, it's just it's been it's been insane. It's, and I can't. And one of the things that I did talk to Ellis that night is I love how the fandom is with the Schmodown. And not only that, the love that the the personalities have i've never right. seen not one small down personality you know get annoyed turn back if the cover if the guys you know if they have you there talking for two hours they will be there for two hours going back and forth with you yeah. you know and i i just love that because i can imagine again how exhausting it must be but they give it 110 percent until yeah. they get into their uber car and get home 
And, you know, it, it's insane to me how how amazing this community is, especially you guys yesterday, which you did with, you know, for Craig and all that. I, I, I love that, you know, and my condolences to the Barbarian. Of course. Um, he's another one. Uh, another one that I've, I've developed a great friendship with, you know, which we'll get into that soon because I have a great story with him about my first official match when we get in there. All right. But, uh, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so you, you see, hanging out with everybody else, getting ready for the draft. How does it feel? You, you hear all these names being tossed around and then, then your name pops up. Yeah. So how it happens. Um, I honestly had no idea that I was – I. Again, it comes back to the story of me being grounded or a pessimist. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to get drafted. Um, right. I thought I was eventually going to have to prove myself, do the soul, you know, the free agent thing for a little bit, and then maybe somebody would have picked me up. Um, I didn't think I was going to get drafted. Uh, this was a couple weeks back. But then there was word Kaiser was like, I'm interested. Like, Nino was like, hey, man, if you don't get picked up, I got you. It was uh, a couple people going back and forth. So I'm like, man, this is awesome. Like Dungeon and Finstock and Change. This is this is amazing. Right. Um, so I felt that I was hearing my girlfriend over and over again telling me, don't be such a pessimist. You know, things, you know, are looking up. So while I was in the draft, and this was exactly why I am the way that I am, I hear all these people getting called out. And I'm like, dude, I don't think they're going to pick me, you know? Because I was sitting next to Janine, and she went on, like, the third round, I think, or second or third round, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm like, that's crazy because she's going on there. There's only three more. There's a lot, uh, you know, a lot more known players than the guy that no one knows. A lot of people didn't see my match. Um, and then uh, uh, Silvestrini was sitting next to me as well, next to Janine. And she it took her a while to get picked up as yeah. well. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, that was, I'm like, this is nuts. I'm not going to get picked. So I'm like, this is exactly why. So I felt myself antsy during during the uh, during the uh, the draft, and I'm like, this is exactly why I should have stayed level headed. Uh, now I kind of feel disappointed that I didn't get picked. And there comes Sam Levine, last pick of the draft, last pick of the you know not the draft, but you know the live the live draft. Right. And I've never said a word to this man. Well, I'm lying to you. Funny enough. Um, when they announced that it went in spectacular, when they announced the uh, when they he announced the usual suspect, you know how they right. were every manager was announcing the, yeah. the faction. Um, when that happens, Sam, I missed the announcement because I went downstairs to grab a beer. Um, I'm coming upstairs when I'm coming upstairs, he's coming downstairs, and my girlfriend had texted me, she's like, Sam Levine, because she knows I'm a huge fan of Sam Levine. She said, Sam Levine just uh, is going to be a manager. And I'm like, I called it. I knew that was going to be the secret manager that no one knew. I'm like, I knew it was going to be him. So as I'm coming upstairs, he's walking downstairs. And we kind of like see eye to eye, kind of like a head nod. And I'm like, you're going to do big things next year. He's like, yeah, we are. We're going to do great. He had no idea who I was, which is crazy. And he doesn't know this story, by the way. I've never told him this. <laughs> um, and then I'm like, I'm like, you're going to do great things next year. He's like, we definitely are. Usual suspects went downstairs. He was like in a, in a, in a hurry. And he calls me. I'm shocked because, again, I've never met him. I've never sat down. I've never talked to him or anything like that. I, the, the one interaction we had was that spectacular. And he, doesn't probably, he probably doesn't even remember um, so when he calls me, I freeze. I know the camera couldn't get me on time because I'm like that. And everyone around me 
was like clapping. I had the Finstock Exchange all in front of me. Um, <laughs> and they all turn around, they're like, congrats, man. And I was like, what the hell? And then I see Harloff telling me to like, you know, get up and come. Right. And that was the end of the show. Um, I went up to Sam, I, I thanked him. He's like, he's like, he's like, no, you're welcome. Um, he's like, we're gonna do big things. And I was like, yeah, no, it's fine. You said this already. Um, <laughs> I know, I know, you already told me. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And and that was it. Like, like it, it was surreal. And again, it was just another night that was amazing. It, that That's another night for the books. It was so great hanging with everybody that night. But I got picked, you know. That's I love feeling. this story so much. Like, this, this makes my heart feel so warm. Like, as a Schmodown fan, like, to, to see you come up as another fan, get these opportunities and do the work that you've done to be in there and get drafted into one of the top-tier teams uh, lead, or just teams inside of the Schmodown. It's amazing. Yeah. You've done so well. Uh, this this is oh, so pumped for you, my dude. Yay. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's, 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 it's awesome. It's quite the journey, and I think that that's – the Cinderella story title, honestly, just everything about it. You want to call it the Willy Wonka giveaway, the Cinderella story. It, it fits. And everything that has happened so far is just so, so, like, fitting. It, it, it feels great. It does you know, sound it, like your girl is definitely a keeper. She sounds like oh, a I don't know if you noticed. I mention her every time because I can't thank her enough. Yeah. I, I thanked her at the end of the episode because if it wasn't for her, like I believe, look at my my, my faction mate right there, Janine. Hey, love you. Janine. <laughs> um, she's been a MVP behind the scenes. That girl had kept me on my toes before my match, man. She is Good. the best. Uh, but yeah, no, my my girlfriend to be completely yeah. She, I tell her, I believe in everything in the right place, right time. I even feel like if I would have gotten gotten to remember, I was I need to get there early. If I would have gotten there. 15 minutes late, that ticket would have gone to somebody else, you know, and I would have missed my shot for 10, 15 minutes, what have you. Right. So I feel like everything, I, I'm a very strong believer in, um, in destiny and, and right place, right time. And I always told one thing I did tell her is I don't know how, but I'm going to be in that show one day. But once it was brought up, like, Hey, maybe you can be, I was like, no, no, no way. Oh. No way. But I always did tell her I'm going to be in that show. I'm Honey, gonna, you're going to make me cry. She, she even told me, she even told me that she saw that I was so passionate about the show that she was going to reach out, try to get an email to Harloff to see, hey, how, is there any way that you'll let a fan in? Because we didn't know. Honestly, I didn't know that, you know, Spence came from a family or, you know, Parker Chance, um, Oyama. I didn't know that that was a thing, to be completely honest with you. Because when I first heard, I heard this was the first time they ever done anything like this, which what they meant was obviously give the ticket without going through that trial. Right. You know? Right. Absolutely. Uh, I consider myself very lucky, to be honest with you. But and, and this is one of the things where she tells me, don't be a pessimist. Right. She goes, you look at everything works out for you. That's and awesome. It does. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right, so you get your draft, you get drafted, and then you know the season starts. Like, so does your faction like all start talking to you at once? So you start talking to one at a time? Is like, yeah, I'm man. Uh, Zoom videos, um, trial, trial. Uh, we, I, I helped Janine uh, with her first match. You know, in preparation for Riley, mm -hmm. uh, texting nonstop. Uh, what are your weaknesses? What are your what? What aren't your weaknesses? What do you think you need? You need help on um there are excel pages of it's insane i feel like i you know a lot of people give a lot of smack to uh sam levine for not being there uh we have to understand that a lot 
of the um, of the uh, matches were. The, imagine today was uh, on Patreon was a Stacy, the the Stacy and uh, and Zipper match, which yeah. if you guys haven't seen, for me, the yeah. day that I was, I, it's fantastic. It's my favorite match of the year so far. Wow, I've so heard nothing cool. but good things about it. Paul it's and I both have so, not seen And it. I was there, so and and I I saw it again today because I was just so hyped for it. Um, and I don't even feel that watching it, it, it's nothing compared to seeing it how it was live because everybody lost their minds in that show, in that in that match. It's so good. But Sam really didn't show up twice. Uh, I think he, uh, because you know he's a busy he's a busy guy. Yeah. And we record like that. I imagine I recorded March seventh. You know. And I was there for the Stacy match, and that didn't air until today, and we're in May. Right. Wow. You know, so it's seven or eight episodes that they're shooting at a time. So everybody was like, oh, Sam's never, well, it's just one day of recording, you know? Right, and even so, set time. But behind the scenes, it's it's been incredible. It's been incredible. And I feel like this this faction um, has been just like this overall. Um, but yeah, it was, again, they were telling me, what do you need help with this and that and that? Uh, I would shoot Janine random questions. She would shoot them right back. I'd be at work and I'd receive like 15 questions. And she's like, <laughs> get back to me when you can. And it was like, duh, duh, duh. and I'll write the answer or I'll write, I don't know, whatever I didn't know, I'll write it down and start studying them. You know, that's one of the, one of the uh, little secrets there. So Nice. All right. Oh, my goodness. So your yeah. very first match, uh, like first official Smowdown match in studio taping and all of that stuff, you got to walk out with one of the greatest Smowdown players to ever walk that Mr. Andrew Guy. How, how was that whole experience for you being in the studio and getting to see how, like, how the bread gets made and all of that good stuff? How was that for you as a fan? All right. So funny enough, like I said, um, when when Andrew, when I first started watching the Schmodown, I had my thing with with Guy where I I didn't get the character. I was like, who the hell is he? I, he's a douche. I was like, I don't. I, what the hell is it? Who is this guy? You know. Um, and I uh, I started watching um, his matches, and then you start seeing you know the turn and all that stuff. And my my girlfriend, she was like watch you and him just like hit it off this and that i'm like well i know he's playing a character i know he's a nice guy in real life and then um she's like well i had already gotten word that sam wasn't going to be able to make my match because I, I had known for a while it wasn't like a hey uh, i land in la and they're like hey by the way sam can't make it so they he had given me word that he wasn't going to be able because of the day that they had scheduled me um one thing is that uh you never know when you're going to have a match to be completely honest with you. Right. Um, because some people can make it someday. Some people can't. So they try to schedule whoever they can, because again, they didn't know. We didn't know. Uh, schedule wise, you don't know who you, you know, what's going to happen to be completely honest with you. Um, so when they told when he's like, unfortunately that day, he goes, I'm booked for, for an event, so I can't make it. And then they're like, and then Janine had reached out and she's like, Hey, um, we're going to be, um, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to walk, I'm going to walk you out. I'm going to be your manager that day. And I'm like, all right, sounds good. Um, this was like a week prior to me landing. And then two days before my, my, my event. So I, we record, uh, we recorded on a Saturday on that Thursday, guy reaches out to me through Twitter. And it's funny because he did it in the best guy way ever where he wrote, I have a thing where if I haven't met you, I won't follow you. 
Um, I just, it's just a thing. I'll, I'll meet you first. And then, you know, unless you're a celebrity that I know you, I'm never going to meet, but I had not met guy. Um, he wasn't as spectacular, um, any of the events he wasn't at, at Orlando. Um, and at the draft, he was sitting complete opposite from where I was. And as soon as he, he, um, the, the draft happened, he like left right away. So I couldn't even meet him then. Um, so in the guy way, he tweeted, He's like, what do I got to do to get a follow at infamous J13? Uh, <laughs> made this and that and that. He's like, I guess I'm not cool enough or whatever. And I love that. I thought it was so awesome um, because I didn't know, I didn't know um, how we were going to interact or anything like that, you know? And even he, you know, he sometimes, and I know, again, he always says it joking, but I, I do, I watch the, uh, the action guys. And then when they were talking draft, he goes, don't talk to me, rookie, and this and that and that. And I was like, oh, shit, you know? Like, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, man, I'll stay away, you know? I'll, I'll, I'll earn it. I get it. I get it. Um, so he reached out via Twitter, and he messaged me. And he was like, hey, uh, dude, I'm going to walk out with you that day. Can't wait to meet you. Uh, is there anything you need from uh, from me? At that point, I honestly didn't even want to study no more because I was, you know, your nerves kick in. You're like, dude, right. I'm, you know, 48 hours. I'm 48 hours away from from my first official match that the world is going to see. So I, the last week, I pretty much didn't study at all. I didn't see a single movie. I was just like, what I have is what I have, and hopefully, it, you know, it it, get, it gives me the W. Um, so he shows up to uh, to set that day, and you know, it was it, his match was live. It was his live match the day of my recording. Right. And um, so I didn't I saw him walk in and I didn't even want to say hi because I knew he had the match. I was like, I'll talk to him afterwards. I don't even want to say anything to him because, you know, I obviously wanted uh, I wanted us to, to get that W. Um, match happens. Uh, and then right after that, he came up to me. He's like, hey, man, how you doing? And he goes, let's get this. And he's like, we're going to, you know, this is what's going to happen. And, you know, as you saw, he, he took that lead. I was just following his lead at that point. Um, but I can't say enough of how amazing, amazing, amazing he, he has been. Um, even after the match, he told me, soak it in. Um, the hypeness, because he's like, are you nervous? And I'm like, absolutely. I am super nervous. And he goes, why? He goes, you deserve to be here. He goes, these people don't know who the hell you are. You know, he just, he's working me up and he goes as far as i know you're one and oh right now he goes you won in orlando he and then he's like he's like today you're gonna show him why you're here and he's just working me up i'm like yeah like like total <laughs> rat boy football you know it, it, it honestly he honestly i cannot it, it's like if he was you know uh nba championship or you know super bowl pep talk right before the big show and he's like we're gonna get this win and um I had told you guys that I had a story about the barbarian right before that uh, guy had to shoot his scenes with, uh, with Dagnino. Right. And barbarian came up to me, Craig came up to me and he was like, Hey man, nice to meet you. Um, I'm, I'm Craig. I'm like, Oh dude, I, I know who you are. I saw you. And then he's like, how are you feeling? And he's like, I can only imagine how, how um, nervous. And I'm like, I am a little nervous. And then he's like, well, he goes, can I uh, offer you? And he pulls out a bottle of whiskey out of his, his bag. And then he's like, this is this helped me out, man. And then oh. he poured me a cup. And and it was awesome, to be honest with you. He, he's the one that kind of caught me. I drank one. He goes, don't get too wasted, man. I'm like, no, no, no. So he poured me one, and then he poured me another. And I, I felt way better. And then I walked in there, and, you know. 
Sometimes it helps. Out. Just get a little loose. To loose exactly. up just a little bit. It was, it was. It was. And I, that guy actually helped me. He told me it helps him a lot. So I was like, you know what? You know best, man. So <laughs> let's go for it. And then uh, obviously, you know, he walked out with me. Janine walked out with me. And I, I felt, I, I loved that I had that support. You know, because again, they don't, they don't know me. They, you know, only through, um, you know, text messages and things like. And even guy did not know me the forty-eight hours before my match, and they, the whole faction, to be honest with you, but them especially, uh, accepted me with open arms, and I really appreciate that. That's great, man. I absolutely love these stories. Like, I'm just so happy with everything that you're saying right now. It just puts me in such, like, a happy place. Like, they always say that that one thing, like, don't meet your heroes and stuff like that. But anytime I hear people talk about personalities inside of the showdown and, and anyone that has real conversations or stories about anyone, they're always great. So just knowing that you have that support and backing from your faction makes, especially some of the best people that you can have with you in that it's so good to hear. I'm so glad that you're finding yourself and fitting well into the Schmodown crew, man. So far, so good. So far, so good. That actually, actually answers to one of my questions that I had, too, is that because you have such a unique entry point into the league, like a lot of these people who worked together for years, a lot of people have been there for years, and here you are coming out, out of the fans. I was wondering if there was ever going to be any uh, you know, hesitation on anybody's part. Anybody seem like they're, but it seems like they were just open arms, ready to go. I think that's what it is. They, they, like I said before, their love for their fans have been incredible. So they, it's not like I was again in in the uh, um and one of the a common thing. Everybody thinks I came from fan leagues. I didn't. Right. I didn't at all. It. it I honestly just bare knuckled it, you know. And and don't get me wrong. Those I've seen those fan leagues, and they're nothing to mess with. Nope. So Absolutely not. I don't discredit them whatsoever. In fact, they they have every right to be in the small down as well because it's it's insane how some of those questions were like it's insane. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. But um, I guess it came from that where it was like, hey, this he's a fan, and you know, again, they treat all their fans great. Um, and it, it's again, I haven't had. I can't even think of a single time where I I was like, oh, I don't like that person. Everybody has just been a hundred percent, more, one hundred and twenty percent, fifty percent, or what have you. It's just been so great. That's that's awesome, man. That's awesome. You're living the dream. You are living the dream a lot. I really am. Life. I really am, and I feel, I wish I and this part of me like where I'm like I'm doing this for the fans, and I hope one day you guys, you know, I want Christian to do this uh, again, like. You know, um, eventually, you know, this fan, the the league is growing, and it, you know, it, it's crazy how huge it's gotten from uh, again season three to now season seven. It sucks that this this whole you know COVID nine thing uh, nineteen thing is happening because I was supposed to be at free for all, you know, right? Okay, um, you were. Then. Okay, then. I was so hyped for free for all, and and you know that got canceled, and then I, we had a couple things lined up already, and everything right now is just completely on pause. Right. You know, and even me, I was trying to get on some exhibition matches, but it, it was one of those like where he's like, "Well, we can't right now because of the the, the whole character thing," and I was like, "You know," but I'm I'm like ready to get back in the ring, like like bad. Um, I don't know if we we're gonna talk the match at all, but I. I, I I know you guys have seen it, but I was completely disappointed with my my uh, round two. You know, Grand was one. That's a strength of yours, right? I, I had a really rough round two, and that wheel's the devil. I'll say it right now. That is the the devil wheel. Uh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I I hated my round two performance because obviously this, you know, 
I didn't think I was going to be a, a Robert Parker or a Barbarian where I was going to TKO somebody. But I know that I can do better than, than what I did. I ended up still getting the W. And, they and you know, even some behind the, uh, behind the scenes, they all told me, they're like, you are beating yourself up way too much. Way too much. They're like, you got the win. There's some people that can't say that on their first match. You know? That's what it comes um, down to the end of the day. You're not going to And that. they even told me, I, I can't say who told me this. They're like, you're allowed to fall out on this for two hours, maybe. They're like, then you move on and you focus on your next match. There you go. They're like, and you shouldn't even dwell on something that you ended up winning. But for me, I honestly thought when I stuck with crime, right? Guy came out. There was other things uh, that I really, yep, absolutely. And I knew, I knew a Bronx tale, which is what bothers me the most. So I missed four questions um, out, of, out of everything that I asked. I missed four questions. Two I knew, two I absolutely did not know. So it, it wouldn't have mattered. Right. But it, it's one of those where the lights do get to you. The the Bronx Tale question, I knew, and I don't know why I was so gung-ho on saying uh, Chaz Parlamentari, which now I can say his freaking name. Um, but I, I don't know why. And I've seen that movie hundreds of times, and I know that De Niro directed it. And Yo, I don't know why I was so just like Exact same thing. It. I saw that match. I heard your answer. And I, I've watched that movie a billion times. It's one of my favorite movies. Like, I love that film. Like, there's a little line in that movie where Colosino talks to Jane, and like he asks, like, what's her name is? And, she, and he's like, I thought yeah. it was something more exotic, like Danielle. And so like, yeah, yeah. that's why that movie has always stuck with me. So when you said Chaz Palmieri, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. That's the right yeah. answer. Like, That's oh, it. Wrote, wrote and starred, did not direct. No, it is the worst because I, I, it's funny how you said that about the name. Um, one of my favorite scenes is the, is the whole uh, opening the door um, scene. That has stuck with me since I was a kid. You know Those who did it? Rules. You know who did it? She did. <laughs> no, here's the thing though you like we can't do that anymore with automatic doors i can't uh, i no, can't reach over and unlock i get it i get it no but even then there's sometimes where she'll she'll reach for it and um she had that she did it once she did it the, like the first time that she did it i kind of like looked at her and she's like what and i'm like hold on we're not leaving anywhere and i went on youtube and i showed her and she goes Holy crap! And I was like, so now she it, it's it's like an inside joke that we have. She'll lock the door to try to open it. That's you my know? favorite thing. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. so because I, I still so, do yeah. That. So when when that question got asked, if you noticed, when I first come out, I'm not working the crowd, but I am happy to be there. Mm -hmm. I'm come out with my Meryl Streep shirt. I'm yeah. telling people to, that was classic. you know, hype up, give me the name. You know, I'm joking. I even got in trouble, but with Brienne. Where uh, uh, Brittany Young said an answer, and I said that's what she said, but I had the right answer on the board. And Brianne's like, you know, one of the rules is is uh, to verbalize your answer. And I'm like, damn, I'm like, stop being, you know, like, you know, get get in the get your head in the game the right way. So if you see me in round one, I am hyper. I beat myself up because I knew the Red Queen question, and I don't know why I thought Anne Hathaway. I knew Elena Bonham Carter. I you know, I loved, loved earlier Tim Burton, but I, you always, you know, oh, it's man. like context clues, Tim Burton, Helena, it, it's, it's, uh, or Johnny Depp or Danny Elfman. Like it, right. those are always in that mix. And I should have even an educated guest should have been that. And I went straight to Anne Hathaway and I don't know why, because I thought there were going to be a little bit more obscured answers, even though I should have been like, it's round one, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so when, when all that is happening, if you see that match over again, I'm really hyped. So even 
when I go to the second round and I miss a Bronx tail and I miss the second question, I get deer in headlights like, I'm going to blow this. And for me, like, so my way of thinking, again, is everybody else loses their first round. You live in L.A. You, if you're cool with Christian, you'll probably get in there. I live all the way in Miami. Right. You know, I probably won't get a call back or meaning like, hey, man, flew you out. You got your shot. Thanks for participating. That was that. So that W for me was really important. Like even I wanted it more than Brittany because Brittany is Brittany. She's going to be all right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So she'll get another yeah. match. She's right. Be okay. I felt yeah. like I was I needed to get that W. So when I missed that second question in round two, I'm like, you're going home. Uh, and you see it in my face. You see it in my face, and I'm like, I don't want this to end. It, it can't end this way. Right. And then I get hit with a Drew Goddard question, which thank God they asked that, so I knew that. And then I, and then that bottle rocket question with that, that uh, I think it's a Paul Thomas Anderson, but I think it's a Wes Anderson or a PTA film. I'm not even sure. I watched when the live stream was happening, and I don't know if you guys seen matches on a live stream where everyone's answering. Everybody's yeah. like giving the answers. Everyone was silent during that question. Hey. And I'm like, I'm not the only one. Right. Everybody was like, and then people were writing, that was a tough question. Right. You know, I, was getting, right. I was getting obviously shit for missing Robert De Niro, which is something that I've known. But overall, that question, everybody was like, holy shit, that was, that was a hard question. You know? And so I beat myself up. I beat myself up. And I'm like, I need to have the best third round. And the third round is chance it's luck you don't know what you're gonna get you don't know what you're gonna at least with the wheel you're like all right i have this category let me start racking up all the films that this person is in or anything like that or or set category you know you know um, what category could come at you at least exactly that. exactly so you're looking at the wheel and you're like all right so and even when you get it you're you're already registering in your mind like this is where my brain needs to go you mm -hmm. know with round three you have Literally, maybe you have 15 questions to answer the film, but but you have you have five seconds to hear that question before it's asked. So 20 seconds total where your brain has to rack that up, you know, so it, it, right. it's insane. Thank God I have kids and thank God for Janine because she has sent me as a practice question, the princess and the frog question that was asked to me. So I now the way the video is edited you, no one got to see this but i when i get asked that question janine was you know backstage but to my to my left and i look at her and i kind of like point like thank you you know <laughs> thank you for this and and you know and i ended up you know that ended up happening and then she couldn't answer her five but it was it was completely nerve-wracking wow. you know and i it was one of those like, you know, imagine, you know, being having a bag over your head and, you know, like and then right when you when you win, it was I, I could I, I was able to breathe again. But I just I didn't want to go home. I wanted to be a part of this and I didn't want a my debut to be an L. And I, I, I just I, I didn't want to go home. I wanted to be part of this show. I want to be part of this show. So it's insane. Dude, this is the we best conversation. This is so good. I love these conversations so much. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna kick it over to Paul. Let me ask let me ask you that. Like I so said, you know you said before you said that you had the plans were kind of in, in place. Did you have a next match lined up already before this whole thing went down? That day I found out. Yeah. You did. Okay. You can't go into it, obviously. Okay. 
Let's take no. it forward, but already shot. The question actually I have about I'm not two. getting in trouble. I told I you I wanted to be here for the long run. <laughs> but, uh, We've heard about people getting in trouble on other can't people. Can't blame us to ask. Yeah, no, I know, absolutely. And uh, we don't want to well, be in a podcast. <laughs> besides, besides I'll, I'll give you this much. Besides free for all, I had two other things lined up. Two other guns. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was two other ones lined up. Ugh. Um, my dude, I'm so comfortable. It, it, it just it sucks that we're in this situation right now because you know I I, I told I tell um, you know I talk to Kaiser quite quite a lot, and uh, I honestly <laughs> would no no I honestly would jump on a flight if they told me hey we're good to fly we're good to record I'll be in LA tomorrow I'll take my right. PTO from work and I'm like hey I got I got things to do to be completely honest with you I I would fly right now if I could. That's that how awesome. bad I want to get back in there. Well, let me ask this. Maybe this is something way you can answer. Maybe it's a similar question, but you started your singles. Did you have any thoughts or are there any talks about you doing teams as well? No talks yet. I am more than willing to be okay. completely honest okay. with you. Um, I, there, there, there's been no official talk, okay. um, but, but there is, there, there's that I want it. I do want to be a part of teams. I, I would, I think, and even in my faction, you have your a guy, Janine. I feel like, you know, we could bounce off each other really well. Um, so. Well, I'll ask you a question. I won't push on the spot. So you have Janine in the chat, and I know you're in your faction. If you could team up with anybody who was not in your faction, so you could say, let's safely take those out so you don't have to answer that. Somebody else in the league that you would think you would want to team up with and make a, make a good team for yourselves. Originally, originally, um, since I was gun ho on dungeon, I was trying to convince Mets to join teams. Do you feel I like wanted... you? Do you feel like you personally might be stronger in an inner geekdom tournament over a single? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> um, those, those. Do you know how many how many horns are in Dark Maul said? Because that in that Alex I mean, Damon. Question, I know that now. <laughs> I, exactly ten. No one's ever gonna forget that if you were there or if you've seen the smell down. Like yeah. now you will be an expert. But I was there again live during that event. And my girl looks at me, she really? turns over to me and she goes, There's no way this guy gets that. He did not hesitate. She didn't even finish saying uh saying what she was saying until you heard she you hear ten. No hesitation. And she's like, What? <laughs> the hell is this? So I mean, and again, inner geekdom is not the same as you know. Obviously, only studying Star Wars. I love my geek films, right? I love them. I absolutely love them. However, I won't be able to. And it, you know, I um, even with Star Wars, I love Star Wars. I can't name you planets. Okay. You know, I can't name you Harry Potter uh, spells off the top of my head. You know, when Rachel guessed what page uh, Snape told Harry to turn. That for me is mind blowing that, that you know that, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. I know that now. <laughs> it's insane. So uh, I feel like I'll be, I, I do decent because I do watch the matches. Right. Um, they're right. just way better players. Out there. It depends on the categories that I would get. It's mi mostly Middle Earth and Harry Potter, where I would absolutely, and Star Trek, where I would absolutely fail. Other than that, I do fairly decent. Um, but I, I give all the, a lot of, um, a lot of fans I see kind of knock uh, IG leagues because they say that they're focused. They only have to focus on you know X amount of films, while singles you have to focus on on it. But it's it's insane those questions that they ask. So I don't I don't knock IG players at all. I think anybody anybody that's in the schmodown is just very talented and and has this love 
you know, for, for, for movies. And, and it, it, it takes a lot to, there's films, people that watch, can watch a film. hundred, my mom has seen, you know, the Terminator to Terminator two, like 97 times, but she doesn't know what Cyberdyne is or things like, to, to right. things like yeah. that. It, it's insane. You know? Well, I've always been the type of person that says I, I personally believe that IG is the hardest. Maybe, maybe, less, maybe Star Wars right there because that's a very specific niche. But like if I had to put them in ranks, it's going to be Star Wars and then IG right after that. I've always believed that IG is one of the toughest. I uh, agree. You can I agree 100 percent. Imagine I'm fairly confident in myself and I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do an IG league at all. Like I, I, I feel like I, I, I wouldn't do terrible. But you know, I'd probably get knocked out in the second round. Like, <laughs> like it's know. just different skill sets, really. I mean, just the depth things. Is the singles leagues are more broadly based. It's, it's a different way to, to handle situations. They're both. I don't know why anybody knocks anything, to be honest with you, because they're both yeah. uh, very completely valid uh, leagues. Star Wars, all of them are Star Wars. Intergeek them. Yeah, I read league. something that they should get rid of the Star Wars league. I don't ah, agree with that, that whatsoever. No, that's no, no, no. You know? that. Yeah. That was my favorite. That's actually what got me into the Schmodown, I'll be honest. That's what started me. That's what brought me over to Kali uh, to AMC and Jedi Council. And there's the land. Really? Oh yeah. That's why I started. I started. I actually didn't watch YouTube at all until Disney bought Star Wars. I got back into Star Wars and I found Jedi Council that way. And that's what I went to the Schmodown back from Jedi Council. Because Harlock That's crazy. Which way. That's awesome. So. Um, well, I feel like I've never heard that story before. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Totally. Totally. Uh, yeah. So. So Star Wars is is responsible for me getting involved with all this stuff as well. So. Um, Look at that. Yeah. Today is May the fourth, but is it is not, Paul? Do you call? Do you consider this the official Star Wars movie? Do you consider May twenty fifth? It's May twenty fifth. It's funny, like they say. Like I've seen, like I, I haven't seen that argument come up too often recently. And that's that's fine. No, that's fine. Like I've, I've never seen anybody bit. Like there's been like just been people bitching about it, like on Twitter and stuff. I'm kind of like. I'll have them both be Star Wars days as far as exactly. I'm <laughs> I'll take two Star Wars day throughout the year. Why not? I say anything um, else is not Star Wars day. <laughs> May twenty fifth is my birthday. Uh, Ooh, nineteen eighty seven. So I so Star Wars was ten years old whenever I was born. So that's and that's my birthday. So. Heads up, yeah, y'all. No, no, no. Look at that. No, um, I honestly, I it's always for me and. I my family is not a big Star Wars. I feel like me and like another cousin are the only ones that really watch Star Wars. Really? And again, I don't know planets or horns or anything like that. I'm just a a, a, a fan of the films, you know. And I, I do I've watched Rebels. I haven't started uh, Clones, which I'm hearing it's amazing. Oh. But I do I do like the films, but I can't compete in a Star Wars league or IG or anything like that. Um. So I was brought onto star on my own it was the hype for phantom menace um that every that that's when i started getting into star wars because everybody in my school i was in middle school and everybody was talking about how amazing uh that that, that you know there's gonna be a star wars film and i'm like oh i've never seen it a buddy of mine came with the vhs tapes and he goes vhs guys and he goes here you go you need <laughs> to see this and i'm like and i'm like all right so yeah here you go Funny enough, he doesn't give me any any uh, background. He doesn't give me any, like, this is one, two, or three. So the first film I pop in is Return of the Jedi. Hey! <laughs> exactly. Wow. But, but I had no idea. So I see Return of the Jedi, and I'm watching it, and I'm not understanding anything that's going on. So I'm like, what the hell is this? 
I told myself to stop. I'm like, I'm, I'm not watching this. I'm like, this is weird. I don't understand what the hell's going on. So I stop it the next day at school. I'm like, hey, man. I'm like, I saw Return of the Jedi. And I'm like, I'm not under. And he goes, well, did you see the other two? And I'm like, no, I didn't know which one was first. Because they, um, by that, by then, they already had the title of New Hope, uh, Empire. And right. uh, it was a Star Wars, you know, four, five, or six, or Star Wars Empire. So uh, he's like, no, 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 no. He goes, hey, uh, A New Hope is first. And I was like, well, you should have told me that, you dick. And then once we, <laughs> then I started watching it, and I instantly fell in love with these films. They were so great. Uh, and, you know, we're just going to get it out the way now. Empire, for me, is the best one out of the original trilogy. Most, I know it's most people's. Yeah. yeah. I, have, I have a friend who has A New Hope tattooed, like, all across here. because that's, there? It fits, like, A New Hope. That's fits. amazing. Can I, I got to interject here, though. Did you say you were in middle school when this all happened? Was Empire, yeah, in 9901, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when, when uh, Phantom Menace. When Phantom God, Menace. I, was I feel I'm so old. I'm so Paul, old. Like Paul of Kids. Uh, <laughs> I, was, uh, I, I was out of college, and I, I slept over in my local mall to get tickets for the Phantom Menace. <laughs> Not that Jesus good. No right. <laughs> I, I remember that I saw the Phantom Menace the first day, and it was by luck, just – the same buddy had told his parents that he had let me borrow the movies and he wanted to take me to see the movie. And his parents took us to see the movie. And I was, I remember the first time I saw Phantom Menace, I, I was just absolutely mind blown by it. Oh, yeah. I thought it was so great, you know, and obviously I don't feel the same anymore. Um, I still give that movie a lot more credit than everybody does give it. I don't think it's terrible. I think the worst out of the, uh, the nine films I want to say it's Attack of the Clones. I really like that movie. I, I still can't sit through it, to be honest with you. I, when I was doing my rewatch, um, I do my rewatches every year before the movie comes out, and, and it's the one that I, I don't want to watch, you know? Thank you, Ferris. Yes, I am old. Thank you for telling me. It's paying $2 to tell me I'm old. I'll take it. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you man. But, yeah. Oh, I get you know, it's funny you say that Chris Adams in the chat. He actually was in he was 10 when the Phantom Menace came out. He actually mentioned early on Twitter, I remember he actually likes Attack of the Clones very much. He was loud and proud about it. Um, I love the fact that he does because not many people do, and not many people will say that. Yeah. Uh, I also will oh say God. it's probably my least favorite of the nine, but it's, yeah. I'm the kind of guy that says it's still Star Wars, it's still galaxy far, far away. So that, that's that's one of the things, and 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 one of the things, um, I didn't know honestly that we were going to talk Star Wars today. Yeah, I'm kind of excited <laughs> that we are. Oh, absolutely! Uh, the fourth. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I, I, I just, I didn't know where we were. I thought it was going to be mostly down stuff. But we could have derailed the whole conversation. Anti Star Wars, and I don't think either one of us would have been mad at it. No, 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 it's fine. But I, I, um, I feel like it. It sucks to say that the uh, the fandom has is very toxic. Toxic. Yes, you know, because for me, Star Wars is, is Star Wars, and you know, I actually enjoyed Rise of Skywalker. A yeah, lot of people, a lot of people did not like that movie. I thought it was actually fairly, fairly good. I like the new trilogy. Um, <laughs> now, is it, <laughs> I will not stay for the AOTC slander, but I don't, I, the only film that I can tell you is pretty much unwatchable for me and i'm sorry to slander it again is is attack of the clones i don't want to i i just can't sit like it has redeeming qualities obviously you see you know yoda wield the lightsaber for the first time and that that was epic but i it's just it takes a long it drags for me it just drags um and a lot of people like i don't know i see that that it's so much hate for star wars now like i saw today like uh, someone uh, posted a 
it was a a repost from 2015 and he wrote oh when i actually like star wars i'm like dude come on man star wars is star wars dude like give me a new star wars yes maybe they're not as great as the original trilogy because i do but i don't feel like these movies are bad now the only thing um that i will say about the new trilogy is that i felt like they had no direction from the get i will get so i feel like when 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 abrams did the first one he created this world and but and then all of Jake's a sudden Paris. Okay. thank you Jake. $2, so like, but I'm um, for it. I'm and, then, for it. And, then, and then when you get last jedi which i was lucky enough to see last jedi a couple days before it came out because oh, sure. over here i do i do review films um i've been lucky enough to uh to uh interview celebrities and and um you know i just i'm very blessed to do what i love you know right and so we got to see Last Jedi a little early, and I remember when we went to go see it. No, when that movie ended, no one knew how to feel. Yeah, including myself, because there's things that I loved about it, and there's things that I absolutely hated about it. Right, um, and I remember when I talked to my boss at the time because we were talking, uh, uh, we were talking the movie, and I was telling him how much I didn't like the whole. Um, Snow being defeated so like super fast with you know Kylo and I love that scene but just the way Snoke went out I hated it and yeah. he goes well, the story is never about Snoke and he goes it was all about Kylo. and you no know, he kind of brought some light to the film but I was like I don't care I don't like what I don't like <laughs> like um but there's certain scenes there's like again redeeming qualities but if I tell everybody it uh, I got my cousins into it recently because their daughters loved Ray. Uh, when they saw her in uh, in Galaxy's Edge and, and in uh, right. Hollywood Studios here. So they're like, who is that? And I was like, ooh. <laughs> so I'm like, I can get my nieces into this. So they started watching the movies, and I told well, they were about to see The Last Jedi. They're like, bro, we heard so much crap about this movie. I'm like, I don't think it's that bad. I feel like it doesn't really move timeline-wise. It's all like one day that this happens. It's, it's, yeah. it's you know, it's one, one day. And then... Um, I just felt like Ryan Johnson completely ignored what Abrams did, yeah, you know, and and then Abrams returned the favor with Rise of the Skywalker, where he discredited completely the Last Jedi. There's barely anything in the Last Jedi that falls, and I felt the pressure was on Abrams because they're like fix it and finish it. So right. it was like undoing the first first hour is undoing you know the Last Jedi, and then the the second hour is wrapping up, wrap up. The, the skywalker saga which is it's a hard job you know yeah it, 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 so i don't again i don't really hate these films whatsoever i like the new trilogy uh i like the original more you know and i, I will rewatch the original over over the uh the new ones but star wars is star wars just like you said i agree yeah. I, I will agree with you about the direction i do always think that one of the things that george lucas always had you know the start point a was going to end at z and then it was all about how to get there and this one it kind of went up and down and didn't know where it was going and that's that's unfortunate i also my also one of my big points about last jedi is that i love ryan johnson as a director i think he's phenomenally talented so do i i, I think looper they're yeah. all great brick and he has another yeah brick, yes brick. i just think that he directed a great star wars film it just wasn't a great skywalker saga film if that makes sense in a way i almost feel yeah. like if he had taken could have been a star I, wars story Right. I'm excited to see if he, if he actually goes through the trilogy that they were talking about, him him doing a trilogy like totally different. I think it could be phenomenally done. It just didn't quite work with what Abrams had set up and everything else. So I agree. And I, I, one of my favorite films in, in the franchise, I love Rogue One. I yeah. love that. Me film. too. I thought Rogue One was fantastic. 
Yeah. Yes. Love it. A lot of people, again, some of the, you know, some of the content writers were, where uh, they for where I write, they a lot of them didn't like it. They said it was a very it wasn't that the third act saves the movie, but not 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 entire. And I completely disagree. I loved loved Rogue One. Yeah. I actually even like Solo. It's the one I've it's the it's only true. Star Wars movie. It's the only Star Wars movie that I've seen once. Um, but I really enjoyed myself. I don't want to taint it because I, funny enough, it's the since. Not the original, but since Phantom Menace, I've seen every Star Wars film the first day they come out. Yep. Solo was the one that I did not. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to see it for some reason. I saw it. Everyone wanted to hate it. I saw it. Yeah, I, but it, I just didn't. And my girlfriend, her favorite Star Wars character is Han Solo, and she was completely against that film. Um, and we ended up watching it. And the movie, we're quiet watching it. The movie ends, and she looks at me, and she goes, that was awesome. And I was like, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. And I'm like, I enjoyed it. Really quickly, just really quickly, because this is something that I do feel like I have to say, because we're talking about Star Wars May the Fourth. And as a female Star Wars fan, here's the deal, y'all. Like, I stayed away from uh, acknowledging how much I enjoyed these films and how much I wanted to be a part of this fandom because the fandom is so toxic towards female viewers, female characters, and any female that goes on in Star Wars, no one can deny that. Like, we all know that they're, like, Rose Cusco has really gotten a really big shit against her. Like, Ray's gotten a lot of really good sh- shit against her. And then even the stuff with the Rogue One, like, or so, like, there are just people who just didn't vibe with them simply because they were females. Even, like, Laura Dern's character and with uh, with uh, Leia in, like, the last few movies and stuff like that. It's unfortunate that we lost Carrie Fisher right in the middle of it when we could have gotten way more of a Leia story from, uh, from the ninth one. But, like, being a female inside of the Star Wars fandom is very, very hard to deal with. I excluded myself out of it at a, a very long time ago because it was so hard for me to... Uh, to even express any little thing that I wanted to do. So any any female fan who has stuck with this fandom and has gone through it and has taken all of the shit that they have to take through as female fans, even like Ahsoka Tano, what, like, char- a character that I think most people can agree with that is one of the most important characters inside of the whole Star Wars universe, she gets so much hate and a lot of it is is almost just because she's a female. There's a lot of other things too. I know that there's a lot of other things too, yeah. But my my whole point about it, like, it was very hard for me as a female to be involved inside of uh, this fandom. And it wasn't until very recent years to where I felt more comfortable being a part of it. Mm. And I think that was really when we started to get a lot more representation. And I think that that's what the what the uh, sequel trilogy did for me was allow me to have a tiny bit more of a representation inside of it and allowed me to, to, to be in there and say, like, I'm a Star Wars fan. I like these movies. I love these movies. I love these characters, all of them, no matter who they are. And it's empowering for me as well. So I, I that's just something that I definitely feel like I had to say. That's right. <laughs> no, and I and I absolutely love it. Um, I have two kids. I have a boy and a girl. Um, and my daughter, my son, um, he he has autism. So there's there's certain things he just doesn't like a lot of things. Like he's into his own world, and I have to accept the fact that hey, you're not maybe you're not gonna be a Marvel fan, you're not gonna be a Star Wars fan, you're not gonna. So I go into his world. So whatever he likes, you know, I dive in there. My daughter is the one that's like, oh, that like she'll see a 
Darth Vader. She's like, look, daddy, look, look, your favorite. Like things like that, where I'm like, all right, this, this is awesome. The new trilogy, and that's probably, and you nailed it, is why I hold it so dear to my heart. It's because yeah. my daughter looked up to Ray and she's like, she is awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And my daughter's, my daughter's five. She won't sit through a whole Star Wars film, but she wants to see Ray. She goes, and who's that? And who's the little robot that spins? And she'll ask questions, right? And I love that. One film that I stood up and applauded. And I was like, we need this now more than ever because I'm all about female empowering female characters for my little girl, you know, Absolutely. for the future. And when I saw Wonder Woman for the first time, I couldn't praise that movie enough. And it gets so much hate. It has a lot of praise, but it gets so much hate. And I hate it because it is a goddamn good movie, you know? Agreed. Hundred a great movie. That third act is totally fine, but like it's still, yeah. No, well, same thing, same thing. I, I, I and I wrote that in my review that the third act and the villain are wonky, but you can't kill, you can't forget, you know, what happens in the beginning of that film. Seeing all the females and powerful and Themyscira and all that, seeing her fight yeah. as a kid. I love all that. I love seeing that that world. I love seeing her. I love how naive, she, uh, how not naive, but yeah, naive to the real world, if you will, um, yeah. and how just innocent she was, you know. And I, I love what she stood for. Everything about that film. And that's another one that when I showed it to her, we saw it in pieces. So with her, obviously, when that movie came out, she was like about three. So I waited um, until she was a, she's four, she was four, and I'm like, we're gonna see this movie, and I think you're gonna like it. I got her a Barbie doll, like as a bribe, like here you go. This is a Wonder Woman doll. We're gonna see her movie, so you can see how she is. Exactly. So we saw the movie and we saw it in little pieces. So I would let her see like 30, 40 minutes. We would stop it, and then the next day we saw another 30, 40 minutes, and that's how I saw Wonder Woman with her. And she ended up, she loves Wonder Woman now. That's me. You know? That's awesome. That's awesome. And I, and that's what I feel Ray did for. And Everybody. you know, we had our layers. Don't get me wrong, we had oh. our layers, yeah. but. You know, you don't see Leia wielding a lightsaber and being right. a total badass. So unfortunately, until Ryder Skywalker yeah. a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like a little bit, ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is so unfortunate, but I mean, I mean, same thing with Padme. Like uh, Padme, like understandably, like Padme was more of like a romantic interest in a, in a sort of way, but she was still a strong character, and arguably, like basically the only female character in the prequel trilogies. Yeah. So it, even Padme had a little bit of like sense of um, independence behind her. She's still a strong character that I definitely praise. I mean, that's it's unfortunate that uh, her episode three material basically got cut out because of time. So they had the whole arc that was planned for her uh, starting the rebellion with Mon Mothma and Bail Organa dealing with yep. and everything else. It was all in there. Unfortunately, got the tithing time and things that were. I, I eventually want to see that. I'd love to see it put back in. Yeah. I would love yeah. to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there I'm are some deleted scenes, but I'd like to see it slip back in and some kind of extended edition. Yeah, no, like great. make its way into the uh, as a as a film. Absolutely, I agree with that hundred percent. And that's another one that uh, I feel like Revenge of the Sith gets so much shit, and it's one. It's the best oh, of the prequels. It it's is such a great film. It's like it's my two or three. It's like my number two or three. It's, I love it. So honestly, it's it's in my top five. It's yeah. it's funny, and I get black, and I, I I'm, I'm so sorry to say this, but Jedi is my bottom three. Wow! I, okay. I get that all the time. Return to rise. Return to no, rise. No, no, no. I know, and I'm gonna. I, I can already see the chat blowing up. And it's not that I feel like it's a bad film, um, because it's when we get badass Luke, and I love um, the third act of that of that movie. To be honest with you, it's the puppets 
that bother me and and and, and the Ewoks and and it's just I it took me out of of it for some reason. I don't know why. I even uh, when she was watching it, I was like, Ugh. and I like when I came downstairs. I don't. It sounds like I hate it. Like again, I don't hate. I don't really hate any Star Wars film except for um, Attack of the Clones. But Jedi for me, it's it compared to the first two, it, it was like it was it was a downgrade, and it's like that. I know it's Alice's favorite. It's a lot of people. It's favorite. my favorite. Yeah. It's my number one favorite Star Wars movie. Absolutely. Yeah. I. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's totally fine because there's. The, I mean, that's the best thing about the fandom is like there, like there are plenty of different tiers because each of these trilogies have come out at specific times. Um, the prequels and the sequels a little bit closer than the OTs, but you still get these different generations who grow up with it. Like there's still a generation who grew up with the OTs, who grew up with the PTs, and and kids now who are watching the sequels. So it's it's interesting to to see how far it's come and how far it's rise. But the one thing that I will say that has been consistent in the Star Wars um, uh, franchise is um, how strong the central female characters are. Princess Leia, absolutely. General Leia is a strong-ass character that a lot of women to this day still recognize with and still acknowledge as a player in the game who are strong enough to continue to to carry this, not carry, but like continue this franchise in and play with the boys in, in a different sort of way. Society has changed and like Bikini Leia like, or Prison Leia like has come, it, it's a different thing now compared to like where General Leia is. So I think that's one of my favorite things about this franchise is that it's allowed um, their a lot of females to really kind of uh, uh, feel good about being a part of the Star Wars fandom. It's just the fandom that just doesn't necessarily. Well, that's one thing I did want to add to you, thing. You were talking about the fandom in general, and I love the fact that there could be a toxicity about it, but there could also be, like, getting us three together right now, and some of the people in the chat, we can all say, Jader just said, Return of Jedi is my least favorite. Chris in the chat, or not least favorite, but Attack of the Clones is least favorite, Return of Jedi's bottom three. Chris Adams in the chat saying he hates Solo, but loves Attack of the Clones. We can go around, we're saying this stuff, and we're not, we're not like making it like life or death or break. We're like kind of like, really? That's it? Ah, that's cool. That's cool. I like this. And, and that's the kind of thing. We can all like and hate what we love. Just uh, be chill about it. <laughs> Watch your life, be chill about that, it. And that's, that's exactly it. The be chill, whole, man. Be chill about, the, whole, the whole be chill about it, honestly, because... Kelly Marie Tran, um, my 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 um, my co-host to uh, to my show, he he interviewed her for Last Jedi, and what? he told me she was the sweetest thing. Yeah, again, we get we get a lot of cool people to, to, awesome. to sit down and chat with us. Yeah, That's awesome. um, and he he got to interview her and sweetest human being ever, and ended up like uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, getting off social media yeah. because of all the yeah. backlash. Yeah. The Left character. Twitter. Like a, a character, it's not even her. It's a character. The guy that uh, voiced Jar Jar Binks, I think, was oh. like on Suicide Watch. If I'm yes. not mistaken, the uh, uh, the, uh, the guy that played um, Anakin Skywalker in the in the uh, in Phantom Menace, he Jake got Lloyd. bullied. Yeah, yeah. Jake Lloyd got exactly. Yeah. Jake Lloyd got super bullied. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's uh, oh Phantom, uh, not Phantom Menace. The Force Awakens is a rehash of a New Hope. That movie sucked, and then you get you know something completely different. Oh, it ruined Star Wars. They didn't follow the original trilogy, and then they try to fix it. And he's like, oh well, you know, they disregarded the whole eighth movie. Uh, it, it's it's just 
it sucks that yep. something that so. we all have this love for. Well, I don't even want to use quotations because I do have love for it, and I feel like everyone is just always bashing it. And it's yeah. never. I, I saw so much hate today on 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 May the Fourth. I'm like, dude, if you don't like, start don't post anything. Right. Yeah, that's not in my timeline. Find something exactly. else to watch. Yes, exactly. And you know, and it again, it's it's gonna happen with. There's things that uh, I love the Marvel universe. You know, yeah. it, it's just it, you know, and there's things about the Marvel universe that I don't like. Yeah, I don't sit down. I just don't talk about it. You know, and I just what, don't talk about it. I, I I don't sit and bash and you know get on you know on the on the uh, angry Twitter fingers and all that and just bash something that it takes a lot of time to make these films. You know, yeah. and, it, and it's a big problem. And there's so much pressure because of the fandom. And you're never going to satisfy. Oh. It doesn't matter what you do. So enjoy it. Because you know what? What happens if right now just Star Wars or Disney decide, you know, it's Disney. They're not going to do it. But they just decide to take a break completely off of Star Wars. And we don't see a film for, you know, X, Y, Z years. You're going to miss it. And you're going to want it. But you're going to be like, hey, you know, you shit on the last movie we did. So, right. you know, what are you going to do? You know, you know what? I, and on some good news, we got some Taika news today. I was about to say, let's bring out the positivity Phenomenal. here. Taika Waititi. I mean, how do y'all feel about it? I feel fucking amazing well, about I this. I'm excited as hell about it. I love Taika. Me uh, too. What he did, you know, and this is another movie that gets a lot of a lot of shit. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. I absolutely love that film. My favorite of the movie. It's, it's so good. It's so good. And they're like, oh, what he did. And I felt. You know, if we're gonna jump into uh, the MCU very quick, it's just an upgrade compared to the first two Thor films. You know, like, and I like the Kenneth Brown. I like the original Thor film. I, I really did too. Do. And then, you know, I really like that film. I think it's a very strong film. Obviously, with everything that's come out, it kind of like just you know keeps declining, but it's still a solid film. Yeah. Thor in the Dark World, everybody hates. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's it's bottom for me. Yeah, it's it's. Mm -hmm. it's you know, it's bottom three for me. But when you come in from Thor in the Dark World and you see Ragnarok, it's just, it's an, I think it's an incredible film. Um, seeing what Taika did with The Mandalorian. Yeah, perfect know, example. Absolutely. Mandalorian. So I already know that he can do these projects. I don't know if you guys saw Jojo Rabbit. I Huge did. Fan of that movie. Huge fan. It was, it's so good. It was, it was my number two of the year. I love, yeah. and it was teeter tottering when I, my number one. I, I put Joker on number one, but. I felt that uh, Jojo Rabbit and Joker were fighting for my top spot because I absolutely love Jojo Rabbit. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows, uh, Hunt for the Wilderness People. It's just, he's such, he's a unique, unique director. Yeah, and, I can't, and what I've seen so far with Star Wars is it's an um, it's amazing news. And it's with the writer of 1917. So right. It, you know, a war that. film, a war film. So. I'm I'm so hyped. It was one of the best news that we got today. I was just I super was so happy hyped about it. My favorite thing. I opened up that. I do. I think. I like also one of the things about the Skywalker saga ending is I almost feel like that's going to loosen up Disney a little bit because I think they were very precious about what's going to happen to the Skywalker saga because these yeah. are the epic. This is the story. This this is it. I feel like now that that's over with. It's kind of like okay, Tyka did his stuff on Mandalorian. We know. Him. Let's just trust him and let him do his thing and not interfere yeah. and not fuck around it. Let him do his thing because this is a whole new world now. We have a whole new There's world. There's a bunch of other characters that we right. can get into, you know? So I, I'm really hyped. And 
I'm kind of gl- I'm it's sad it saddens me that the Skywalker saga is over. Me you too. know, we can buy again. We're you're an OG uh OT uh, guy. I'm an OT guy as well. Um, but I'm kind of glad that we're laying it to rest because yeah. we can move on to to new things and we maybe don't get so much shit and we can get more Star Wars. You know, I 110 percent agree. That, that, was, that was one of the main problems with Skywalker Saga is that people had so much of, of a problem with like their cherishing of their characters, what Luke did or didn't do, what Leia did or didn't do, uh, how mm-hmm. while Ray was made better than them. And, don't worry about it anymore. They're done. They're gone. Don't worry about it. It's somebody completely different and new. So it's, yeah. that's what I like. That's what I like about it. And I'm, I'm hyped, man. I'm super excited. I'm super excited for the for what's to come. Um, in fact, I was a little, uh, I was kind of like freaking out that they were not going to be, uh, besides Mandalorian, that they weren't going to do too much uh, Star Wars, that they were going to pause because I think uh, they had they had a trilogy and um, the, the Ryan Johnson ones, and then they had paused that. And then they said uh, uh, that they were going to, I forgot who was... Um, gonna direct a new trilogy and that got paused as well if i'm not mistaken I there was the ryan johnson was. one and then there was the dan and the dan off and the, 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 one. with the whole game of thrones thing yeah what happened with the backlash, game of thrones and, and star wars fan it's just it, it got toxic you know what I, I'm not I, gonna lie. I like no here's like i'm a huge game of thrones fan uh song of ice and fire fan like that's my absolute shit like every like paul has no, star I, I can grab the books right here yeah me too yeah, who are you yeah. talking to? Do you, you can't t- yeah. you can't touch me on this. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I will claim throne to this. But my my point about it is like as soon as I heard about Dave and Dan doing something like that, I was completely against it. Not necessarily because I didn't think Dave and Dan could do something like that, but just because the um the way that they showed the fatigue in the uh, Game of Thrones franchise made me feel like they could not keep up with yeah. the fans of Star Wars. You I agree. Thrones fans are bad, y'all. You not such Star Wars fans. So I don't think Dave and Dan could have com- could have uh, felt comfortable in that situation, just because I don't believe that Dave and Dan can um, can uh, can not pay attention to what, I agree. Okay. what the hype is. Yeah. So I do not. I would have never wanted a Dave and Dan Star Wars at all. I I, didn't. I, I agree. I agree a hundred percent with you, actually. And um, I I love Game of Thrones. I absolutely love it. But I, I was I hey, really, hey Sean, um, I really um didn't like the last the last season. I didn't like the way that the final episode. It, it was it was disappointing. You know, it was underwhelming. It was disappointing. Well, if I don't you really want this stream to go another hour long. Yeah, I know. I, know, I can I get, get into it. season eight because season eight was not that bad. I, there are a lot of things about. I'm not. I'm just, this is going to be a tiny Danny rant for just for one second. Uh, season eight definitely. If you look at where George R. R. Martin was going with the story, everything that happened at the end of season eight is definitely where all of that story is going. I do not like how they executed it or how they shortened it. There was a lot of stuff like the Game of Thrones could have gone one more season. You could have at least given it one more season, but just because you didn't want to do it anymore, you wrapped it up the way that you did it was unfair to fans and unfair to the story. So that's my whole beef with it. But other than I honestly that- I honestly think that it could have been uh even you could have done one or even two seasons. That that's a stretch. But I feel like they could have done the uh, this season should have focused on the on the fight with the white uh, with the White Walkers. Yeah, the and and that. Danny's transition into it with her mentality, the like whole transition Danny, in the Danny season, it happened in one episode is inevitable. Like Danny turning in, like that's gonna be Danny's arc no matter what. Like definitely in the books because you see it in book one. 
where Danny's going to turn into this monster. Took no shit. Exactly. And exactly. it's laid, the groundwork is laid out for you for evil Danny for a very long time. Like she's a Targaryen. That's the whole, like the two sides of the coin. So when I yeah. get that, like the whole like thing with Viserys being super crazy that most people think that Danny's not going to be that side of the coin. Danny is that side of the coin. Bullshit. Exactly. I'm sorry. So Don't be thing, that's, Don't why, that's why I said two seasons or two or three seasons as well. So my thing was right. the but whole even, Walker. Still condense it into one more and could have gotten that story. I would have much preferred the two exactly. to three more. For sure. <laughs> so my whole thing was this. So you right, could have done sorry. this season. over. Okay, good. No, no, it could have been. Yeah, it could have been the this season focused. Have the big that 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 episode where the White Walker where Arya kills him. Have that be the season finale, right? Don't, get, don't even get that. me started on Arya doing that. Like yeah, I love exactly. Arya. We can, yeah, really trust me, we can have an old, a whole episode on this. Oh and my then God. On, yeah. the, on the on the last season, like the season following, you could have. Uh, let's say you do a 10, 10 episodes, right? Right. You One do episode five episodes better than that. Yeah. So five episodes. You focus on going to defeat Cersei, King's Landing. The the whole nine, Danny going crazy. Episode five goes nuts, does what she does. Then, uh, I mean, uh, and then you see five episodes later how she's literally turning crazy, crazy, crazy. Then you end the show. Yeah. It was like a one-two punch, and it was just way too fast. They rushed it, and that is my big issue. This could have gone for two or three seasons, and I would have been happy. I will tell you this the problem. I will tell you the problem. Not only was it rushing, I will insert my thing here. Ever since they ran out of material from George that's when it started going downhill because they didn't have the richness of the material. They could only, it seems like it was like, I have everything I can do. And also like, Oh shit, we don't have, all we have now is the bullet points. So and they don't have, they didn't have the, I don't think, honestly, I don't, I don't want to slander them too much because I want to see more of what they can do. But to me, it shows me that they don't have the talent to actually write the and story. That sucks story. Because they just have the bullet points. I'm thinking these guys are geniuses because you can't, Everyone says that Game of Thrones lost their touch since season, I want to say five or six. I don't think so. There's, yeah, five? Five. Five is when they five is when they had to go back on the book really quickly. Like I don't think that Dan, I don't think that it was just because of the material that they ran out of. They had everything that they needed, and they were on the course. They had the actors, they had the storylines, they had the writers that could have definitely perfected what the end of the story was supposed to be. It was Dan and Dave being tired of working on this show. It had nothing to do with the story. It had nothing to do with the writers. It had to do with these two fucks just being tired of doing this show. That's all that it was. They ruined this franchise in season eight because they were tired of it. They were just tired of it. I'm sorry. Mike, Mike, drop. <laughs> She's a little angry. She's gone now. She's gotta go live. No, honestly, that was me. That was me during the finale. I took a lap. I remember watching it and I ended up getting up and taking a lap. We had a big Game of Thrones party. It was a bunch of us watching. And there's some people that were there that just started watching this season and we were like catching them up. But when they saw how pissed I was, my, my girlfriend's like, you're going to take a lap? I'm like, I got to go take a lap. So I got up and I would walk around and I'm like, there is no way that they are ending the story like this after, you know, investing. Because I didn't I didn't watch Game of Thrones immediately. I ended up picking it up uh, when see, right before season two aired. Uh, my, my, my best friend, which is where I live... Uh, um, who I live with, he was a big fan of the books before the show came out. And he's the one that put me on. And he's like, dude, you got to read this. I don't know why. I was like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. And he goes, 
you're into all this crap. Just listen to me and watch Game of Thrones. Right. Right when we got to, I want to say, so I saw it right before the season two uh, premiered. I finished season one like in two days. Was instantly hooked from the very first episode. Everybody says that the show is slow to get into. I think I was hooked from the very first. When they push Bran out that window, I'm like, I am in. Yep. I am yep. in. Me too. You know? And Me so, too. so I was I was already invested. I watched the show, season two premiere. So you're watching it one by one. And I got impatient. And then he's like, oh, dude, you've seen nothing yet. And then I'm like, but what's going to happen? And he goes, here you go. And he gave me the books. Not everything. No, 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 no. I've read uh, Song of Fire by the first two, I think, is the only okay. thing I've read. And Game of Thrones and, just, and uh, Clash of Kings. Crap. No, Clash not Clash of Kings. Storm of Swords. No, yeah, Clash of Kings. Clash of Kings second. Clash of Kings second. Clash of Kings second. Storm of Swords, Beast of Crows, Wins a Winner. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've only read the first one, but I love the show. And the thing was that the, sh the book was getting better than the uh, the book is better than the show. Yeah. So. Yes. So so I am like, you know what? I don't want to. And I do that a lot now. I will not read the book before because um, Hunger Games did that to me. Actually, I read Hunger Games before the movie. Came. Adaptations now. No, no, no. So right, and this is gonna be really quick. Right before yeah. Hunger Games came out, there was there was that hype for this movie. Absolutely was. Right. So yep. I picked up the book because everyone was saying how amazing it was. I read the book. The book is phenomenal. Yeah. And then we got this cookie cutter movie. Yep. And I finished. I finished Hunger Games, the book, like an hour before I uh, the movie came out, like on a Thursday night premiere. Um, wow. I went to see the movie and I'm sitting down and I'm like, oh my God. And it was so fresh in my head because it took me like two or three days to finish reading it. And I'm sitting down and the movie ended and I was so pissed off. <laughs> so pissed off that the movie was just very like, it was it was just very, you know, toned down compared to the book. It was right. a really toned down book. So I didn't, so I did not continue. I didn't read Catching Fire. I didn't read Mocking I saw the movie, ended up loving Catching Fire. I thought that movie was great. Still have to read the book because I didn't want to uh, ruin that, you know? The book read the Yeah, book. no, I'm here. I bet. I bet it is. I, if it's the movie, if I thought the movie was great, I can imagine how the book is. I didn't yeah. know. I needed to put Mockingjay into two movies. I just felt like the only reason why they did that was because Harry Potter did it. Put their last book into two movies, but I did not feel like Mocking Dish would have been into two movies. It's a cash, it's a cat, it's a cash grab, you know. That's uh, all Harry Potter. I felt like Harry Potter did because that, that was a long book. I agree. Yeah, that. You needed to <laughs> that was a long book, and you needed, needed to do it for Harry Potter. Um, but, I loved but, yeah. Jeff Hollows, I really did. I thought they uh, did I, a good job with that movie. Yeah, they did. They did. It, for me, it's one of the best. Deathly Hollow is one of the best of the franchise, in my opinion. I agree. I 100% agree with you. So, there you go. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, I think we should stop for a little bit and get into this or that. We haven't gotten to this or that yet, but before I do, I told you, I do, I can talk, dude, I can talk to a wall. I know. Hey, I'm all, I'm all for it. I just want to get, if we go back into it afterwards, I'm going to be fine. I want to get this in before it's like three hours in, and then we can go back. I'm fine with it. Um, I will say real quick, I we did miss two super chats um, that I, I just want to bring out. I can't bring them up because they're already gone. But I want to at least they were document them. There's more fighting between our, our friends here. Ferris Manthana said he donated $5 to say, hey, Jake, I have a message for you. Can you just decipher it for him, Paul? T-K-C-U-S, basically, which means suck it backwards. Hello, <laughs> Oscar Romo then donated $1.99 to say, Ferris, please do everyone a favor and shut up. This is the general chat. 
uh, in, <laughs> in Forbes. So video Drew. Hey, Video Drew's in the house. Awesome, Video Drew. Um, uh, yes, AJ. Hang on, yes. What was it? Oh, we should <laughs> That's the other. All right, you know what? Let's get this uh, out of the way. Kiss the girls, hands down. Kiss, kiss the girls. The girls. That's the most or iconic. Part of your world. I don't know, man. I'll karaoke either one of them. I'm down. See? All of y'all are wrong. It's poor, unfortunate souls, <laughs> man. That's what I'm saying. That's the like, that's my girlfriend's favorite. Is it? I yeah, love it. She's a die, and she's a diehard Little Mermaid fan, like diehard. The question uh, is, what's the Mermaid? most iconic one, though? That's the question. Which is part of your world, obviously. Part of your world is That's most iconic. Thank yeah. you. I, Which I, I always thought. I thought it was Under the Sea growing up because it was the you know the most upbeat one, but it's definitely part of your world. That's the better. That's what she said. <laughs> she said, <laughs> "Boom." <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into this or that real quick. And then uh, if you guys want to start uh, getting your questions from the chat in, then we will answer them as soon as this or that is done. And we'll get, I'm sure we'll get into more conversation <laughs> about the off the rail show so far right I now. Love it. I love it. Thank you so much. We've, this, is, this has been one of my favorite shows so far, honestly. So. Good. Great. This Good. I love it. I, I, you know, it's been my favorite show as well. Let's <laughs> 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 go, Paul. All right. Well, you all know what this or that is. If you haven't been here before, I give Jader two possible solutions. He can choose between them. It could be anything I want to talk about. It could be Taylor made for him, Taylor made for us. Yes, Kevin Smith does that very well. Um, Love us, Smith. He could ask for clarification, yeah. or he can go on without it. So talk, and uh, we'll go from there. So if you're ready, let's just get into it. Let's uh, do it. We always ask uh, in this podcast, and there's only one right answer. And I have a feeling you're going to answer it right. I have a feeling you're answering it right. Uh, team Guy or Team Or Guy all day, man. Woo! That's my boy. He walked out with me. Come on. There you go. That's affection, mate, man. That's uh, it's an obvious answer. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It should be for everyone, honestly. So. I know, I know. But, you know, Bayman, again, I haven't had any bad issues, man. Bayman's been a stand up guy with me as well behind the scenes, but team guy right now. Yeah. Uh, Bayman is a stand up guy. He just he gets tackled. That's all. He gets yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, yes, chat. You can feel free to super chat or stream lab of this or that as well. I supplement my, uh, my, my uh, questions. So, uh, the next question will go with uh, Han Solo or Indiana Jones. Oh, I don't know. Damn. I, okay, so I I have to go Solo, man. Solo, but I love Indy. I think he's just it, it, Harrison Ford. Uh, little fun fact: Harrison Ford and I share the same birthday. Oh, really? There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, but, are you a better uh, pilot than he is, though? Or huh? Are you a better pilot than he is? <laughs> <laughs> you look a little scruffy. You look like you might be a nerf herder. So there you go. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Indiana Jones is mine also, Dean. Sorry. Yeah, no. Wonder Twin. I love I know the thing is that I, I love Indy so much. I really, really do. And it um I revisit those films a lot, but I don't revisit them as much. And I feel that solo is besides Vader is the best character. I like solo more than I like uh Luke, which is you know, everybody, again, that's another thing that they get crap for. But I think Solo is a better character than Luke Skywalker. There's a great, there's a great, a, a great, a great, a, a great quote by uh, Danny Fernandez. Danny Fernandez, that, and I can't do it exactly, but like Han Solo is basically a, a dude bro who lives in his car. <laughs> 
Kavaka. Kavaka. Kavaka one because however she says it is a lot better, but it's hilarious because it's funny. Hansa looks kind she's, of she's she's hilarious. You got a she's dog. so funny. That's good. All right, here we go. I got two dollars for Wade or Zoe Morning. Ooh. Oh my God, that is a hard, hard, hard question. I mean, big it, he, uh, they play for the Heat. Yep. I'm a big Heat fan, man, and they they've both been a staple, a staple to the franchise. But if I had to go one and the other, I would have. I've actually met both of them, so I would have to go D Wade because he was a lot nicer. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I very much appreciate Dwayne Wade and everything that he is doing in his personal life with his family and that whole situation going on. So, got oh, stand a lot up, of stand love. Yeah. A lot of love for D Wade for sure. And he's a great yeah. basketball player. No, and he's, he's just so great for the community. I actually um, I went to his 30th birthday bash. And um, it was obviously at a club. You pay for it to get in. But he was just mingling with everybody. It wasn't like he was in the VIP area or anything like that. He was just very, he was very, very, like, just awesome. And um, very quickly, I have a friend, a really close friend of mine, a coworker that we became like this. Um, his, his girlfriend's sister uh, was a big D-Wade fan. Huge. And the girlfriend, my my buddy's girlfriend, reached out and just started uh, a hashtag like D Wade go to prom with me or whatever. And he ended up showing up to his little her little sister's prom, um, strictly through the hashtag. And that's just who D Wade is. He's okay. just a stand up stand up guy. So didn't he, also go, didn't he also go to Granny's prom? No, that's Kobe Bryant, wasn't that Kobe Bryant with Granny to her prom? I think it was Kobe Bryant, actually. I'm yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yes. All yeah. right, man. Uh, I'll just start with hello to Jillian Marie. Of course, Sean's. There we go. Episode closely followed by Rogue One. Oh, that's a hot take. That's a hot take, and I'll take it though. It's it's. I love episode three. I think episode three is great. Me as well. Okay. Let's do. Let's go for. I just did this the other day on a show. I was doing Batman versus Superman versus uh, Civil War. So let's go Civil War. Captain America side or Iron Man side. Iron Man, hands down. That's yeah. not even a hesitation. Yeah. Not even a hesitation. What team was Spider Man on? He was on Iron Man. He was on Iron Man side. Yeah. There you go. That's my answer. Yeah. No, Iron Man all day. I love. I love anything that's going to go against the government, I'm going to go with. So. But Iron Man wants the registration. You want to register? Oh, do I have it wrong? Yeah, Captain America. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. Hey, uh, uh, Stark was for the government. Uh, Captain America actually didn't. He was. That's the one time I felt like he wasn't a goody two shoes. Yeah. Never yeah. mind. He actually, Stark, Stark wanted Stark wanted uh, to, um, to to put in the codes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Then Although his his motivation it wasn't it wasn't great. I, I that's one of my nitpicks about Civil War. I like Civil War, but Tony Stark's motivation seemed a little wonky to me. And yeah, got to the point was. where he said, "I have a I have a buddy of mine that says that he deserves to be in prison. That he does not understand how these guys all end up in jail." <laughs> right, it's it's very true. Uh, yeah. But I did like his motivation when he switched it and men made mention of the fact that he said, "You know, I'm only doing this because if I don't, somebody else is going to, and I'd rather be in charge of it." Kind of thing. That makes yeah. sense. So. All right, I got Captain America and Iron Man. That's fine. Uh, we'll stay in Marvel for a minute. This is a big take I've had recently with all people: Infinity War or Endgame. <sighs> I have this constant battle with myself. Yeah, me all too. The time. Me all really? the time, and I'll tell you, I usually and it's crazy because when I reviewed both films, I uh, I got to interview Winston Duke from uh, from uh, Black Panther. Right, dude. Awesome. 
awesome dude yeah no he is great he's fantastic um i was wearing a uh a wu-tang shirt because i'm i i i don't know if you guys know but i'm a huge metal fan metal for me is the number one music genre but i also love hip-hop but i like old hip-hop I, i can't stand the shit that comes out today but i was wearing a wu-tang shirt right with a w but it said wakanda I wore it to my interview and he was like dude yes you know and he was just like just a stand-up guy very very nice um it's funny because i interviewed him for infinity war and he couldn't tell me anything we couldn't talk about the film so it was like i had to like kind of be like hey so black panther you know your, your debut what's going it, it was mostly black panther questions um there you go the killer bees but um <laughs> but uh but yeah I, he it, it was just a hard interview but question wise it was hard but he made it so easy he was just a very chill which the only easter egg he gave me which was crazy was he told me that I'm like, are there any projects that you can talk about? And he goes, I have something cooking up right now. I read a fantastic script, and it's directed by Jordan Peele, which was us. Oh, um, so I kind of oh. got the heads up before that, which I thought that was awesome. But, nice. Uh, nice. But uh, all right, so Infinity War and Endgame. I when I reviewed when I reviewed Endgame and Infinity War, I kind of gave Endgame a perfect score. Right, because okay. I love the way they wrapped it up, and I went back and I read my Infinity uh, War review, and I gave it out of the five stars a four and a half. But I feel like I am opposite now. I feel like Infinity War is a, uh, a overall a better picture. I um, I guess the pessimist in me or whatever, I like sad endings, you know. And even though Endgame had one, I liked I like it a lot when the bad guys win. You know, and it sucks yeah. to say that, but it's just, it's the, I like the realism in that word, you know, no one was safe. And I feel like Infinity War brought that, you I know, agree. and I loved, um, I loved the dynamic between the characters that we did get. So it's crazy how the Russos managed to get so many characters together and made it work flawlessly. Yeah. Right. Very much so. Um, so I like the pairing of, you know, Spider-Man with Iron Man, you know, the, the two with uh, Doctor Strange and, and Iron Man, mm-hmm. you know, two eagle, the eagles were like Knife, uh, yeah. eagles are through, the, through the roof and they made it work with, you know, with a humble kid. Yeah. <laughs> then you have the Guardians, you have Thor, and, <laughs> excuse me, you have Thor and, uh, and Rocket, just every, and then you have, you know, your goody two shoes with, uh, with Black Panther and Captain America seeing his best, it, it's just, I feel like that that uh, that Infinity War, just what overall is a good film. I feel like Endgame is a great film, but we all love it as much. I feel it's more the ending of the film. Finally seeing Cap wield that hammer, seeing to your left and seeing all the characters come out. It is what we signed up for, and I felt like they delivered. But yeah. I felt like as a whole, Infinity War is a better film. So Infinity War. I. You were speaking my language. I will say that the, the the short way I say that is that Infinity War is a better film. Endgame had better moments, like those. It's the payoff. It was a. It's a huge payoff, and that's what we signed up for. Um, and we got it. They delivered. They absolutely, absolutely delivered. So absolutely. it's so hard to pick between those two. Do yeah, you do have the two of y'all read the comics before? Or understand like the comic dynamic behind it. I have. Yeah. 
Okay, so as someone who has not, um, uh, Endgame is my over Infinity War. I have not read the comics, and I saw something where Jillian was in. Jillian was in the comics about. Um, it wasn't like the. It was not exactly like how the comic book was. She changed that to Civil War because that's what she meant, and that's true. Because Civil War is. Yo, Civil War comic is completely different. Yeah, so as someone who didn't read the comic, but like is like has wikipedia in the comics before you know to kind of understand like where the background and stuff was end game end game for me is higher than infinity war but i looked at it at the same way as like godfather one and godfather two you had to have that setup to have that wonderful payoff even though like whatever whatever but like with those we don't talk about that one <laughs> but you needed uh you needed setup for the payoff and i think that for me personally that's why endgame i pick endgame over infinity war but i'm also not a comic reader so that's that could be where i no, no no and, that, and that's totally fine um for me it was more the the, the snap scene leaving the theater even though you know we're, we're all movie fans we're 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 in this you know in this universe or, or or whatever and we know that black panther made you know hundreds of millions of dollars and he was one of the ones that got snapped you know he's coming back you know what i loved about endgame is that when you start that movie off you're in your head like i'm gonna sit down in the theater and i know eventually they're gonna come back but the way they start off the the movie with captain marvel saving tony them going right away to attack thanos um thor chopping his head off and they were like hey what are we gonna do from now you're like what the hell how are they coming so it, it becomes that journey how are they gonna come back because i thought it was gonna be completely different you yeah. know right? and that's one thing but the comics are completely different there's some certain characters that are in the comics that have not even been mentioned in the mcu one that certainly beats thanos and he's not he's mentioned in one film so far and i think we're gonna get him huh no, no, I, I mean, I don't know anything about MCU. I just said Adam he, he gets uh, Warlock. In Guardians too. He gets mentioned in Guardians 2. Yes. Warlock, Warlock, right? Adam, Adam Warlock. Warlock. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wikipedia. <laughs> you know? And in Civil War, Civil War, you're supposed to have Punisher in Civil War, and you know, you don't, we don't have him. So it's completely different. I love that I didn't know where they were going. And that's one of the things that I, I, I do. I love when they kind of do their their own take one show that gets a lot of shit and i actually enjoyed was gotham because they yeah. just put their own twist in it i don't want to give me something different give me the characters and give me something different i'm, I'm okay with that yeah me too um, absolutely that's one of the things that i like about the mcu and so one of my most hated mcu films is iron man 3 right oh. i don't like that movie whatsoever and it was more because of the twist because i wanted it to be just like the comics i wanted to see the mandalorian and I noticed that Mandarin, with Mandarin. time, I'm like, Mandarin, sorry, I said Mandarin, sorry, Mandarin, sorry. Totally different, sorry. Right? totally different movie that is. Yeah, they, I feel like maybe, like, just as, just as someone, like, as an outsider, I feel like maybe they understood the, um, the conflict that, what's his name, Ben, Ben, who played, uh, who played uh, the Mandarin? Guy, uh, oh, uh, ben, Kingsley. Ben, Kingsley. ben Kingsley played the Mandarin, and but who it was, also who uh, also played Gandhi in another movie got a lot of shit for basically whitewashing Gandhi. I feel yeah. like that could have been a lot of why they decided to take the Mandarin the way that they did. And I, and because that's instantly what came into my mind, like when they decided to, oh, I'm not really the Mandarin. It's like okay, they're 
maybe trying to fix what he did with Gandhi. I don't know. But but even even I feel like even Marvel Marvel themselves backtracked themselves with that because there is a short they uh they release these things on every Blu-ray called Marvel Shorts. Yep. And they have one where they're interviewing this guy and they say that he's getting threatened by the actual Mandarin that he really does exist. Right. And for me, that was Disney or Marvel's way of saying like, hey, we know you hated that. So we're going to backtrack what we already laid out for you guys, because there really is one there. We were faking the fake, you know, right. Uh, Killian and extremists. That, that wasn't really. the. So I hated that they released that. But I was kind of happy. But at the same time, I'm like, no, you know what? You lay, you made your bed. You lay in it. You screwed up. You screwed, uh, screwed up the Mandarin. Leave him alone. Just let's just move on. You know, so. I will say I disagree with Edgar Rob Brown. I love I read three. I think it got better as it went on. But I get what you're saying because I knew the initial thing was it does no, and it and it definitely does. Once you get for me, once I got over the twist and I knew that the man uh, the Mandarin was never coming, it's not a bad movie. It really isn't. It's just I feel I always resonated back to the moment that I was in the theater watching it and how that. pissed off I was. So I, I always it, it left a bad taste in my mouth. And I get like, that. I just, Understandable. You know, totally. Yeah. yeah. I do feel like Shane Black is a very acquired. Not acquired taste, but it's a very specialized taste. Got Funny enough, that was, that was the first thing that popped into my brain as soon as I saw Ben Jensen on that screen. Like Gandhi just came into my brain for that. So <laughs> I think that's just where I take it. So Funny enough, I I um when I got out of the theater, the thing I wrote, the first thing I actually might share it because I know it, the anniversary for Iron Man three should be either today or tomorrow or something. Yeah, I but yeah. the first thing I wrote was uh, "fuck you, Shane Black," <laughs> because I was so pissed. And then the funny thing is that Shane Black, I love his original work. So when he does "kiss, kiss, bang, bang," nice uh, guys, nice guys, I love, absolutely love those films. Yeah. When he touches, when he touched, you know, uh, the uh, Iron Man three, he did uh, "Predator." Predator two years ago. I hated that movie. It was. I, I mean. There's a lot of problematic things about that movie. The original Predator. So I had hype for Predator, and I felt like that execution was poor. I hated that movie. Hated it. Um, So I like when he does his original, you know, buddy films because he's witty. His writing is great. I don't feel like it transitions well on a on an already established franchise. Absolutely. I get that. I get that. I do. That's a good point to make. I mean, I actually one of the minority I didn't hate. The Predator. I, it, I get why people. I get why people hated it. I, I for some reason didn't bother me as much. So, uh, real quick, got a super chat in here. Give me that. Ferris Pizano wants to know Wu Tang or Tribe Called Quest. The worst oh. question. The oh worst my question. god! I question. I'm sorry. I, I love, love hip hop so much, and I give these these two groups are just up there for me. Up there, but thirty-six. 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 Game is a perfect album. Is like essential to my being. Yeah, absolutely. And I love Tribe. I absolutely Me love Tribe. Oh um, there's God. a great, there's a great film of their uh, directed by Michael Rappaport. Um, if you you guys need to check that out for a Tribe Called Quest. If you guys haven't seen the Hulu show for the Wu Tang show, check that out as well. I that have. is amazing. And there's a Showtime documentary as well that you guys should check out. I'm telling you, hip hop all day. Uh, but Wu Tang, Wu Tang, Wu Tang, Wu Tang, all day, any day. I feel like I have to agree with you on that, man. I just, yeah. I, 36 Chambers just came to me at a specific time in my, like, I was like, like nine or 10. I don't remember. Who knows? But like, just, it, it really like shaped me as a person listening to that. And, and 
Ah, too much. Okay. What's crazy? What's crazy for me is that uh, Thirty Six Chamber wasn't the first Wu Tang song. Uh, I mean, album I heard. I heard Wu Tang Forever first because nice. a buddy of mine when nice. it, when it came out. Uh, Wu Tang Forever came out in 1997. I wasn't. My mom would not let me listen to any music that had any cuss words whatsoever. So I would go to my buddy's house and we would listen to the Wu Tang album. Um, and I loved Wu Tang Forever so much. When I got home. I started drawing the little W's on my folder, uh, uh, my folder, and all pieces of paper. So my cousin, my older cousin, I love that. Um, yeah, my older cousin walks into the room, sees me doing. It, he goes, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Nothing." Like try to like hide it. And he goes, "That's the Wu Tang sign." And I'm like, "You know Wu Tang?" And then he's like, "36 Chambers," and then. So he gives it to oh me, I pop it in, and I'm like, why is this CD way better than the new stuff that they just released? And 36 Chambers, to this day, I listen to that album at least once a week. At the least very, the week. very first hip-hop album that I can remember ever listening to um, was uh, Nas Memory Lane. Like, I, I snatched that cassette tape from my brothers. My brothers, I took it from them. And I snuck it out of their room and and I put it on and Memory Lane is still I'm sorry um uh, Illmatic I said Memory Lane but that's my favorite song but Nas Illmatic yeah. I know what you meant I know what you meant was my shit yo like I love it I've always said like I I am a uh, an East Coast girl with West Coast tendencies I love it so I tend to listen to a lot more East Coast rap. Uh, yeah. from the east coast yeah. um i like the g-funk era with the with uh with the west coast i i respect the west coast hip-hop a lot oh, um, I but i always trans i always resonate and i'm probably gonna get a tupac biggie question now because you know the whole east coast west coast thing but <laughs> i i the um where was i going i always transition to to the east coast hip-hop because that's what yep. obviously we would hit uh here, Absolutely. Um, here um i got to see nas actually two years ago um, and I was like two rows from the front, you know, and he performed so much Illmatic, which I love. It was him oh. and Lauren Hill and Hannibal Burris was the opening act. It, he did, they did a stand up show, which is crazy wow. for a hip hop concert. That's so it was insane. Hannibal Burris. Oh, he opened. Uh, Nas came out first, which I was like, this is why is Nas coming out first? So he came out because first. Lauren he Hill. did his thing. Lauren Hill came out. But the thing was that I respect Lauren Hill. I love the education, uh, the miseducation. The miseducation. That is, and the Fugees. I love both those albums. They are fantastic Ooh, albums. Yeah. But I know she's a nut, and <laughs> I, uh, my my friends have been to shows where she has not showed up. Yeah. Uh, oh, and one of yeah. one of uh, one of uh, one of uh, Hannibal Buress's uh, like. Uh, how do I say that? Like, bit was that, like, guys, Lauren Hill is backstage. I promise you she's here. Like, he had to say it in the stand-up. And the thing was that when Lauren Hill performed, she comes out, music is playing, she has a live band, and she starts off really dope. So everybody's vibing, everybody's having a good time. I guess the mu and I'm going to take this from Whiplash, I guess the music wasn't to her tempo, where she was honestly, like, going like this to her to her music her people band. and yeah. everybody's super confused on how to play and one of my favorite fuji songs ever is uh how many mics right i love mm -hmm. that track and she starts performing how many mics which is the song that i was most excited to hear and she's rapping it like if she's like twister and buster rhymes how many and she starts going and i'm like you're butchering this moment for me oh uh... my honey a lot of my girlfriends went to go see the show because of Lauren Hill and she doesn't tour anymore, you know, the whole right. night. 
And the general census was that Lauren Hill was disappointing. And it sucks to say because she's such a legend, you know? That's awful. And, Fun fact. But Nas, Nas came back out. So he finished the show. So it was him, her, and then him again. And then they finished the show with If I Rule the World, which if seeing I that live. Yes. Imagine you're never like, you know, he's going to perform that live. And the yeah. DJ is going to have Lauren Hill swipe. But seeing both of them perform that live for me was worth every penny, you yeah, know? Yeah. Gilbert, so, yes, big L, big L, big L, L is my shit. Yes, absolutely. oh my gosh. Not a lot of people talk about big L. Big L is my absolute shit. Fun fact, though, really quickly, Lauren Hill and I have the same birthday, May twenty fifth. There you go. Along with Mike Myers, the actor, not Michael Myers, the serial killer, but Mike, Mike, Mike Myers, Austin yeah. Powers. I share, I share birthdays with uh, Patrick Stewart and and Harrison Ford. Thanks. Which and 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 uh, Roxy Woo. Woo. Oh, there you go. I'm gonna listen yeah, to yeah. a lot of hip hop right. when I go to sleep tonight. Oh, Amen. no, that's the best, man. I'm telling you. Uh, again, not hip hop now, but then he comes to no slip knot or lamb of God. If that's all you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, those two bands are in my top five favorite band of all time. All right. Now, okay. I would have to give the edge to Slipknot since I have a Slipknot tattoo. Look at you. Right there you so that is my favorite band ever. But Lamb of God is, they're, they're like three or four for me. It's uh, I'll give you my top five very quick. So I have uh, Slipknot, Metallica, Pantera, Lamb of God, and Trivium. Those are probably my favorite bands. Like I can listen to them over and over and over and over again. <laughs> That's probably a little bit true. Not, 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 not. I love I love me some Queen too. I'm telling you, my music goes everywhere. I will sing Little Mermaid. I will sing you some Queen. I will, you know, growl you some Lamb of God, dude. Hey, that's awesome, yeah. man. That's awesome. I mean, if we want to start talking about like uh like UGK, some outcast, <laughs> some thug, um little flip, oh, some I love, Texas. I love the stuff. Yeah. I love I love the Southern, and I think I think UGK is very, and they are the underground kings. But I feel like they're highly underrated. I feel the, like the fact that like not a lot of people understand like who UGK was and what UGK did for the rap game just in general, because a lot of a lot of the main influencers influencers and a lot of popular rap stems from what Texas. Texas rap did and what UGK did, like, like you know I feel like they are a staple for Texas rap, and I a lot I like Texas rap, but UGK are, are literally the kings of Texas. UGK rap. UGK is right here where Selena is when it comes to Texas royalty. Baby they're, baby right, bam bam, bro. they're right I, here. I grew up. I grew up with Selena. I grew Woo. up. We actually did a top ten. Uh, we did a top ten in our for our website. Uh, movies that y'all got are, me hyped. Not Sorry. not musicals, but movies that are uh, that the the music is a major influence in the movie. You know, not a musical. And I put my girl Selena down. She's it. You know, I we had straight out of Compton in there, Eight Mile, like all these movies. But Selena Yo. had to be mentioned, and she actually made the list, which was great. Jader, so. I live in Corpus Christi, Texas, where Selena is born. Like her net, like my house right here, this right here, to like. 10, 10, 5 miles that way is where yeah, her house That's is. That's amazing. So, My mom actually moved out to Texas. My mom lives in Texas. Nice. What part? Yeah. Uh, not a good part. She lives in Odessa. Oh, she's <laughs> Look at the face. I was she's waiting for it. Texas. I'm like, Mom, you left paradise for this. I visited. My, my mom left like five years ago. And the first time, because she never wanted me to go visit. Ever. Good night, Jill. 
But uh, my mom never wanted me to go visit uh, because she she's like, dude, I have nothing to show you. There's it's nothing dirt. here. Odessa yeah. is dirt. It's dirt. Exactly. And again, it's she, beautiful. She it's here. all of Texas is beautiful, but Odessa is dirt. Yeah. So she imagine she left Miami to go live in Odessa. So she was depressed for the first two years. She hated I it. it. There's um, nothing here. Flatlands. So I finally went to Odessa and I'm like, oh, I know what you mean now. This place sucks. She had to take me. We went to San Antonio. Because uh, she's like, I need to show you something better than, than Odessa. I'm sorry. So it's funny that you said that. So, yeah, but um, I noticed that the Selena love, and I know obviously that she's, that she's from there and everything, but the, I love that after so many years after her death, like, it's like, it's it's insane the love that she has. And great. I love her to death. <laughs> yeah. It's Sweet. very true. I just, I just have to say something really, really quickly, Paul. I'm gonna let you leave right after this, but like, uh, Jake does say this in the chat. I was chopped and screwed, DJ. DJ, screw. I, I want to this really quick story. So, BH1 was doing this like region special where they were like talking about like the different regions of hip hop. And they did the South. DJ Screw was never mentioned at all in that VH1 special. I tweeted Paul Wall. Like, I tweeted Paul Wall. Like, why isn't DJ Screw in this? Paul Wall actually sent me a DM. This was a long time ago. Paul Wall sent me a DM about, like, how there's a lot of people that are involved. And he just didn't get acknowledged about it. But I'll never forget that. But, like, for DJ Screw to be completely unacknowledged in Texas hip-hop is fucking blasphemy because if anyone is from texas you cannot live in texas without knowing who dj screw is like it's in you cannot like i almost got a screw like i literally almost got a screw tattooed on my wrist because of DJ. that's how much into rap i was when i was a lot younger but i love that passion Thank you. I, oh, things like that, things like that. No, things like that get me upset to be completely honest with you. Cause I remember the VMAs. I want to say it was like 10 years ago, nine, 10 years ago. Uh, the VMAs were, uh, were moved to Brooklyn and there was no love for the, no, not one tribute to the notorious BIG. And it was the, on the anniversary of Aaliyah's death. And there was no, no mention for Aaliyah as well. And I, that's when Twitter would just came, not just came out, but I think I was like a year too old. And I remember tweeting at MTV because I'm like, how are you going to disrespect Biggie in his hometown and Aaliyah on the day of her, uh, of her when you were making, you know, making the video with her and putting her videos on for two and not even a mention on the anniversary of her death? Oh, baby girl, baby girl. Yeah. So I get it. Sorry, Paul. That's all right. That's I, all right. Know. I, I love passion. I love anything. If you guys get passionate about something and go off, I'm more than happy to sit back and watch you guys. Like or... I can talk about Texas rap all night long. Oh but yeah. you are right. I yeah, I don't really know. So that's all no. right. Though. That's that's fine. Uh, Chris that's Adams fine. also says not true, Danny. I'm just wondering if you just don't know who uh, DJ Screw was. Is that what it is? But Chris, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like. I mean. <laughs> we all have our passions it's all great i love I, that's the only thing i say like i said i don't you can talk right, about anything right. as long as there's passion involved in that Jada, this was yeah. so much fun thank you for chopping this up with me <laughs> oh anytime anytime well anytime. i got three more i got three more this or that's so we'll get through and then we'll get to the start getting to the questions from the chat uh i'll get back to something i know more about again i'll go back to game of thrones a little bit jamie or cersei which oh, twin? Jamie. Jamie. Jamie Lannister. Oh, even though I love 
Cersei as a character. Great she is character. such a phenomenal character. <sighs> but Jamie's Jamie's my boy, man. Jamie's my boy. Lena so, Heedy. Lena Heedy is an exceptional actress. She is. She, she is. Fucking nailed Fantastic. that role. She nailed that role. But Cersei she, is she a made character. It hurt, fucking piece of shit. <laughs> you you know exactly. She's such a piece of shit. But then you feel bad for her during during I think nope. it was like season six. You never I felt did. bad for her. Not even no. a little bit. I no. did. Part of I me did. I was like, oh, finish oh, man. Finish the books. I still, I, I have think, finished the books and I still felt bad for her a little bit. I honestly think when she blows up the septum is one of the greatest moments in Game of Thrones history. Oh, and I yeah. love that. I oh, love, yeah. and let me tell you, you got Battle of the Bastards mm -hmm. the episode before, and then you get that season finale. That for me, that's why when people were saying, oh, it fell off after season five, I don't think so. I think season six was a nope. very strong season. I agree. It is. I don't know um, that. It is. And and when she blows up that septum, I, I got up and I was like, yes, 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 yes. I love to hate her. She was such a great character. Yeah, I, I fully agree. I fully agree to do. I, I know about Jamie. Hate especially Jamie's even better in the book, so too, I would say, because I love seeing that arc where like you hate him at first. You're like, what a fucking prick. But then you get that. What a prick, yeah. Then Jamie you get that switch into his redemption arc in the books. You switch it to his perspective. Mm -hmm. You're kind of like, ah. Oh, it didn't God. happen in the show. Not as well, not as well in the show, wasn't nope. as well turned to the show. I didn't. No, Jamie Lannister burned her letter. Spoiler alert: Jamie sent Jamie Lannister to fuck Cersei. Well, he did. He did fuck Cersei. Um. Anyway, moving on to the next one. <laughs> that's, well, that's true. <laughs> Are you looking more forward? A secret you're looking more forward to? John Wick Four or Matrix Four? The Keanu-sans. <laughs> All right, so. Um, I'm gonna go with Wick because I feel that Wick has a stronger trilogy than The Matrix, as revolutionary as The Matrix was. Mm -hmm. I really only love the first Matrix. I like bits and pieces of two, and I like bits and pieces of three. I actually like three more than I like two. And, Me too. You know, Me too. it's just one of those things. I like, I like, uh, I like revolutions more. Uh, revolution. More than Reloaded. Right. Um, but John Wick, for me, uh, uh, doesn't have a bad film. Even two was the weakest of all, all three, in my opinion. But it's still a damn good movie. You know? Yo, yo! That's how I mean that. Jade, you said Jade. You bet Jade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. But uh, but yeah, I would I honestly say, and the way and the way that uh, ooh, Bill and Ted three. That's what yeah. we could throw I, in there if you want to throw in there. That's yeah, a, I am yeah, really looking forward to that. I will still go John John Wick, but it's been such a long time that we've uh, since we and they're gonna have. I think they're gonna have a lot of fun with Bill and Ted three. Oh, it's yeah. crazy the things that we can go, everything that we we can go through with Bill and Ted Ted three. But the way that John Wick three ended makes me the movie ended, and I was like, no. Like, yeah. like, I wanted more. I was not bored whatsoever with that film. I was, I suited up and everything to go see that movie, man. I was, I was ready to go. That was John Wick. I did not want another John Wick after John Wick 3. Like, the way that it ended, I thought was like, fuck yeah, leave me feeling like that. Like, that's no, the that no I way. I need to see how it ends. Because I, because it makes me want to feel more into these stories, and I like just I'm just also the type of person that just is a masochist. So yes, please torture me and never give me the rest of the story. Please. I will I will throw it in there that I do feel uh, Matrix Four. I'm looking forward to quite a bit only because it's been so long that we haven't seen this world in such a long time. 
that intrigues me as to how they're going to get back into that world and what they're going to do with that world. I think they're going oh, to no, do no, it no. better I, because absolutely. of the reception that the second and the third one got. I think that they're going to do it better, especially with a lot of uh, like uh, Keanu Reeves and um, uh, what's her name uh, coming back. Carrie Ann Moss. Carrie Ann Moss. Moss. I was going to say Carrie Mulligan. I knew it wasn't Carrie Mulligan, but I knew it wasn't Carrie. That's a um, Totally different. Uh, but with them coming back, I think that that's, that's why I'm more anticipated for Matrix 4 than John Wick. I at equal. I will say equal, but I did like that. And actually, I, I okay. didn't no, no, and, well. I, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm super I'm excited for it. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm excited for it. But I think based off uh, the three films that we got, in versus, if you put three and three together, I feel like just John Wick is a stronger trilogy versus The Matrix, even though, again, Matrix... A lot of the action of 2000 we got because of what Matrix did. It I'm, literally I'm set the the, the 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 road for it. So yep. So I get it. But John Wick, I don't know. It, it, there's there's not a bad film. Even with John Wick, John Wick two is the weakest in my opinion of the three. And it's I still agree. Not a bad film. Yeah, I, that's when you get it. All right. I agree. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. Since you brought it up, I'll do it. Get out or us. Get out. Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out, hands I down. I, I liked agree. us, I, and I liked us a lot, but what Get Out did for cinema was ridiculous, especially being the first-time director. And that comes with the pressure um, of, you know, you did such a phenomenal film. Let's see if you can do it again with the, you know, it was still, it, it was similar, not not the same premise, obviously. It's a completely different premise, but it's, it's uh, you know, a horror comedy weirdness thing going on but i just felt like the uh what what he did with get out was just phenomenal, phenomenal jader so. jader you're you're a person of color correct yeah yeah so am i so there were teeny tiny things inside of get out that like were that i felt like i could completely enjoy and laugh at because i felt that as a person of color like definitely like not being a black person or anything like that but as a person of color i've still been in those like biracial relationships to where i still i get that feeling every time like, any time that like i would ever have to meet like a white person's parent like, it still felt it it's it sucks of, to say because of the society that we live in now it's yeah it's like that but i I've never ever felt um I've never felt that before until recently. Yeah, where you know you just you it, it's 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 an ugly it time right now. On a different level because yeah. it hits you in the same sort of way that other like uh, like if you think of um Boys in the Hood is the first thing that comes to my mind and and the whole like uh, I'm I'm saying Bernie Mac it's not Bernie Mac scene but it's Bernie Mac scene and don't be a menace like where he is a cop. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I know I know what you're saying I know it's spooky. So, yeah, yeah. so there's a lot of like that that's kind of involved with Get Out that just made me really appreciate it. It, but a lot of a lot of us kind of touched on it but get out made me laugh at it so that's why i appreciate get out a little bit more than and there's little things that you honestly pick up every time you watch that yeah movie. you can see that movie once and you're like okay and then you see it again and you're like oh my god i didn't notice that third time you're like oh my god i did not notice that and it's little tiny things that he just puts and it's so genius of him and that's why i feel that uh we uh i did a show not too long ago about the when the whole uh, tweet came out with uh, james gunn with the perfect film 
and that was mentioned as one of the perfect films because That's you just so pick good. out every it's so fantastic so it's fantastic i will say i'm gonna throw it out there that i'm actually i'm one of the few that i actually liked us a little bit better mainly because of lupita's performance like is hands down she i felt like she was she was robbed yeah. to be honest with you not Thank even a man she was robbed and she I still, and I also think that I found more when I watched that a couple four times. I found more in that a few more times that I didn't see the first time as well. So. The first time I saw that movie, I honestly no. And the first time I saw that movie, I was confused when it ended. I was like, "All right, the is happened? there something I'm not getting?" The only thing that I can tell you that I I did not that I loved how it was going and I didn't like was the very 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 end of the yes. Yes, 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 Janine. Yes, and people don't know. I love, he picked Cotton to save his life. It was crazy. It's crazy. It, um. Anyway, with with us, I liked how ambiguous it was. Yeah. Right. Right. It was, and but I felt at the end, I don't know if he panicked or whatever. Where he spoon fed you that that ending, where this is what went down with the whole her being the the. And that's my one, my major complaint about the film is that I loved how it was all a mystery and I would have loved, like, just like she said that she was a masochist, I would have loved it to be left in the air, like, figure it out. Let right. that ending be yours. And that's my major complaint with uh, with us. To be completely honest with you, I, I like that film a lot, but I feel like I always uh, go back to watch and get out way Fair more enough. than I watch us. What Fair I enough. do believe is us is a little bit more like, um, uh, politically in tuned with certain things that people of color have to go through when it comes to it. And I think that that's what I very much appreciated about us and its whole story and what it was. It is being being felt like you weren't a part of society because you are who you are in society and trying to figure out the group that you come in with and who you identify the most with and uh that's all of those underground people and all of the underground people trying to come together to rise against uh this majority of other people are privileged people and so there's a lot of that type of allegory inside of us that I genuinely appreciated, but I think uh, just get out just because that was the first time that we could really laugh at those situations and still yeah. feel like the ending, uh, the and, ending. And still, feel, and still be scared while well, not scared. No, every single person who saw get out and saw those lights flashing on his face at the end of get out knew exactly where we all felt like that movie was going to go because that's yeah. how life is. And then yeah, it yeah, absolutely love that. So get out. You want to know what my favorite thing Sorry. about Get Out was? Theater. I went to go see that. I went to go see that movie blind. I saw it without seeing a single trailer, so I didn't know what I was gonna get myself into. I just heard the hype. I couldn't make it to our screening to review the film. One of my buddies went, and he goes, "Go see this movie." That's all I'm saying. I'm not even gonna tell you what it's about. Us. I had expectations from. Obviously, from from uh, Get Out, but I had right. also seen the trailers, which one of the best usage of I got five on it. I, got I absolutely five love what Jordan Peele did with. Yes, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, um, that's the thing with with Get Out. I think I love the movie that much because I had no idea what I was what I signed up for. And imagine signing up for something, getting greatness out of it. Yeah, it, it's just the payoff is it's just so much better. You know. Don't don't don't. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. So good. <laughs> and, and because I Got Five on it is such an iconic song. Like, it, well, you have to understand uh, old school hip hop to really get like what I Got Five on it was for the culture. So to, yeah. for Jordan Peele to do what he did with I Got Five on it for that soundtrack was beautiful. Like I feel I literally cried when I heard. Yeah, that's that so it's so good. So I good. mean, I'll cry for anything, but that's how emotional it got me. <laughs> one last one, and then we'll Sorry. get back. Sorry, Paul. Right. Go ahead. I'm about to time you out at this point, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah, now he was in the chat earlier, so try not to let this sway you. If you were not in The Usual Suspects, would you rather be in the Finstock Exchange or the Dungeon? Oh, my God. Why? Why do you guys do this to me, man? Because that's my job. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, let me tell you, I just... BCs in the in the uh, in the exchange. Every time that me and Dagnino uh, chill, it's all love. It's always love. But um, I just me and Kaiser have this have this thing, man. Where where I, I mean, uh, Danny, you were on the uh, you were on the Kaiser uh, show, and you saw how me and him interact. And we're not even on camera with each other. It's just through text messages, and it's you know through music, through movie taste. It's just it it you know it's crazy. And honestly, I'm not gonna lie, like. I honestly thought I was gonna be a dungeon member. I thought honestly that that's what it was gonna be. You know, I did see you uh, pimping for that dungeon uh, sweatshirt there. Still, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, it was coming. I was waiting for you to mention it the whole time, dude. I was like, I'm like, you think you get away? He hasn't that? mentioned it yet. I'm like, I wonder what. That... Oh, it's coming. It's coming. You know, I'm all... the, 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 look, my in my defense, in my defense, I am a dungeon. IG fan since I'm not in the IG league, okay? So That's... I like what Smets and Parker uh, uh, Parker do. You took so the last couple of days. In my defense, I am a dungeon IG. Huh? You totally, you totally took the last couple of days to think about what he's going to ask that. So how am I going to answer this? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, uh... <laughs> no. 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 What do you? I'm <laughs> now what? you're having. <laughs> talking about. Oh. oh man, now you're having technical difficulties. Looks like we're freezing. Yes. Uh, maybe that was part of the plan too. You don't want to answer the questions, so you get technical difficulties. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that question. You didn't hear that question. I you like know, how. Such a mistake is where obviously you know. We we all we're all, we all belong in different we all belong in different exchanges. You guys, I'm not hearing you, Jada. No, you sorry. guys can't hear me. I went. No. I hear you now. I hear you now. You're frozen a little bit. Maybe we could. I don't know. Maybe we could wait it out, allow it a little bit. Are they just going to blame me a little bit? Oh man, the government got into all of our phones. It could be. Could be. That's yeah, that's what it is. Can, yeah. can you guys hear? I can you? hear you. Fair enough. Mike and Ben Bateman internet. That's true. No, I mean, I mean, y'all understand. Like, call to action also has these technical problems. I'm surprised that I haven't had my oh, technical no. problems today. I can hear you a little bit, Jader. Why don't you try uh, jumping out and jump back in? That's why yeah. right. we can do that. We'll vamp. We shall. If you hear that, Oscar, I did not 
Mr. Super Chat, I was waiting for the questions. That's what I was going to do. That's the question segment. I figured it, we we're still in this or that. So once Jader, if you're hearing us, you can bow out and then come back in. Uh, we will. Oh. oh, that's interesting. Got two of them now, Paul. Yeah, I see that. Let's go review that one. And we'll try this one. You good? That's that's better. That's better. You have two of you now. Though. Oh, Let's my God. You broke the internet with that question, dude. I, you're trying to sabotage it. That's what happened. Yeah, you're just going to blame technical difficulties, right? Yes. It's never Jesus. a situation without tech difficulties. <laughs> no, no, I get. Trust me, I, I had I had a lot of it on the, my last stream as well. So I get it, guys. All right, all right. There we go. We're good now. We are perfect now. All right. So, uh, so I guess you're not going to answer that any further than I. You're your dungeon guy for IG. That's what you said. I'll let you slide with that for now. <laughs> We'll do that. that could be a two, Dean. Yes, YouTube hates passionate discussions. <laughs> Too passionate much passionate. POC discussions. Passionate POC discussions. Well, That's that is where we'll end this or that. Um, so if you guys have any questions, now is the time. I know we have a couple that were in there. Kelsey will throw them in there. Um, we'll take this time to plug uh, the channel and what we're doing the next week or so. Um, we got... We have on Wednesday, we have Schmobates, and I know Kelsey told us way back when. It yes, Schmobates. Brendan Meyer versus Eric Zipper with special guest co-host, Janine the Machine. Woo! On Wednesday. Oh, that's an all-star team right there. That that's that's going right. to be a lot and of fun. And then next week on Chill to Action, y'all, we have a swag member. Ace Cabrera is going to come and hang out with us. Um, unfortunately, it is not going to be an all Spanish stream. My but bad. It might be a lot of Star Wars. Latino stream. stand up. Latino stand up. That's right. That's right. It's going to be a Latino pride. We've had that in for this week and next week. I mean, it's May. So, single de Mayo is tomorrow. It's tonight where I'm at. So I gotta get some Italians in here then for that. I got some some Italian week at some point. Then, no, right? save your month, all right? Let us have our month, Paul. <laughs> okay, <fine>. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow, look at that. Wow. Danny's in. Like, I got oh, a nice little killer eye stare there. I like that. And I don't know. Well um, I do not remember who we have coming in the week after that. Um I do. Kind of. I know who we have on the 25th. You because do? the 25th is my birthday. My birthday. Well, I do know. I do know who we have coming in. We have someone who was in our chat earlier. We have the uh, great, the wonderful Eric Rodriguez Nerd Chronic Boom, coming nerd in the house. Oh, we are keeping up with the Latino month. Oh, All about the Latino month. Trish. And then until until your birthday, then we, we go off. And I, I don't think our, our 25th guest. Uh, Tim Franco. I'm, I'm the, the Latino. I'm I'm the Latin person <laughs> the for the 25th stream. And Tim Franco is coming on, so Tim, Tim the Frank. will be celebrating okay. my birthday with me. So that yeah, we got it all booked out at this point. Um, and Schmowitz is coming, of course, every week. We also have Call Live that Kelsey does on every Sunday. That's our sports center of the shows, talking about all the matches that dropped. And uh, last month is British month. I don't know. Party, party J. I don't know what party, uh, which one. Party J. Party J in the house. Uh, and what month is Italian month? I don't know. I should know that. I guess. Huh? I'll have to figure that out. Um, <laughs> all right. But anyway, let's move on. Then we have. I know we had a couple. I know Oscar. I'll read your super chat now that you read earlier because it was. And let's see if Kelsey, you have it, or I do have to read it from the thing. Oh, there you go. Glad to see another Latino in the showdown and one I can root for, Boo Roca. I get that. 
top five Slipknot songs. Woo. All right. Damn, that's tough. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I'll do, how about this? I'll do one for every album. My favorite Good. song on every album. Go for it. Uh, okay. even, though, even though they have six albums now. So I'll cheat and I'll do six songs. Cool? So on the first album, I want to say that my favorite song has to be the opener, uh, which was Is Sick. Um, just, you know, all up in your face. You, you, as soon as you pop in the album, you already know what you're getting yourself into. That's actually the uh, very first Slipknot song I've ever heard. Um, I, as I, we know, I'm a big hip hop fan. So growing up, I was a hip hop only guy. I did not like any rock whatsoever. Okay. Um, I like Green Day, but does that really count? I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, you know, Green Day was the first on, album I saved money. To get so dookie was the first album i ever bought with my own money like my mom would give me like you know two three bucks here and there and i finally saved enough which was like back then cds were pretty expensive they're like you know uh yeah. i would say like 15 16 17 bucks the so first cd i ever bought was a trick daddy cd there you, oh which one book of thugs no 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 um what was the one that had all day, every day, baby, cause I'm a thug, whatever that album was. Thugs, thugs are us. It has to take it to the house and all that. Take it to the house. Trina? Ooh, I was a big yeah. Trina fan. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We got to go back. We got to go. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, Dookie was the first album I ever bought and that was it for me for, for rock. And then my cousin, uh, this was when CD burning, I know we're not supposed to talk illegal stuff here, but you know, in Miami, that's how we roll. Um, and uh we he ended up burning that slipknot album for me and he's like just listen to this and you pop it in and you get some weird first track but then you get your you know your your the song sick and i don't know why for somebody that did not listen to any type of rock especially like that screaming heavy metal it grabbed me instantly instantly yeah. and i was a fan right there and then so that song is always and they play it at every show that i've been to so i thank god for that um moving on to the second album i want to say that there's a song called disaster pieces which i absolutely love it's the same thing all up in your face heavy uh heavy riffs has a little breakdown and then it just kicks your ass again um in the third album there's a song called uh before i forget uh, it's their mainstream album on the song i feel um Rick Rubin, funny enough, was uh, if you guys know hip hop and you know DCs and all that stuff, Rick Rubin produced that album. And when they were writing the chorus for that album, yes, exactly, the big beard and everything. Uh, when they were writing the album, he, oh, y'all think uh, I'm playing when I talk about hip hop? He, he told them, he told uh, Corey and them who writes the songs not to include that that uh, chorus. You know, he's like, it, it, I, I don't like that chorus. You should change it. They decided, you know, we're not going to listen to you. We're going to we're gonna keep the chorus. Ended up uh, getting them a Grammy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you always got to follow your instincts. And Absolutely. The fourth album, uh, All Hope is Gone. I want to say that I absolutely love this song. Uh, and it's, again, their main single. Um, kind of so it's called Psychosocial. It was the first time that Slipknot came back, and they came back with a monster, monster, monster hit. Um, and just you know, saw it live when when the album hadn't released yet. Saw that I heard the song live for the first time, blew my mind. It was fantastic. Um, but there's also a song uh, that no one gives, uh, talks about called "Wearing Lights Continue" on the same album. Check it out; it's so great. 
uh, I want to say fifth album, there's this song called AOV. Um, and it's just, again, if you uh, notice the transition, it's all up in your face, da -da 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 -da, like crazy drums, guitar, bass going at the same time. I love when they have slow breakdowns and then they start picking up again. Like that's for me is what, what I love about uh, metal, AOVs, my song there. And then in that last album, there's a song called Orphan, which I absolutely adore. So those are my favorite Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Which I can honestly name a whole bunch more that I love just as equally. But, you know, put it, if you're going to leave me with those, uh, those are each from from those albums. So I, I never I never transitioned into uh, that type of rock. I think um, the closest to that type of rock that I ever got into was gonna gonna be Corn. Um, so Corn was... live last year, and they still have it after. I've seen Corn a bunch of times. I've seen Wait, Corn. I think one of Leech was one of the first albums also that I ever bought. Like CDs that I ever bought. One of my yeah. favorite ones. Um, definitely love that. But I was more into uh, hardcore and uh, local hardcore stuff. So a lot of things that touched on like political issues was where I ventured into eventually. So, like Rage, you like Rage Against the Machine. I love Rage, Rage Against the Machine. Against. Um, Have Heart is also one of my favorite bands. A lot of kind of like straight edge bands, even though I'm not straight edge, never was straight edge. Uh, stuff like that was definitely like where my genre was. That was me putting my shocked face on. <laughs> Closest I ever got to metal, metal, hardcore metal is uh, uh, Dream Theater is one of my favorite bands. Um, oh, uh, so I mentioned I mentioned one of my favorite bands is Trivium, mm -hmm. right? I went to go see Trivium at, at, a, at a show and they opened for Dream Theater. Oh, okay, so sweet. Super treat for me because I, I like Dream Theater as well. I think Mark Port, uh, uh, Mike Portnoy is Mike Portnoy's a phenomenal a drummer. Amazing drummer. Amazing drummer. So, yeah. yeah. Being a big Queen fan, I kind of like the orchestral, like the epic cinematics type sound that they have. That's just my my thing. So yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a local Texas band. That I just want to, uh, if anyone ever wants to know, like what type of like hardcore music that I was into, look for Power Trip. Power Trip. Guns oh my Power. god, I love Power Trip. Do I you love really? They no. are amazing. Don't lie so to me right add, now. Oh my god, Nightmare is one of my favorite albums that are really. Those are my friends. Bullshit. I know I've not like that's how long I've been into into like this local hip hop or local hardcore scene. Like I've been a fan of power because those are my like Riley is a good friend of mine, David's a good friend of mine. Like they're they're just people like who are part of that band who have been friends of mine. Like Texas hardcore is my shit, dude. Like Bitter End. Did you ever listen to Bitter End? That's my shit. Like Texas hardcore, listen to all of that. Look at the, the Jader, me and you. <laughs> Jader's pretty uh, he's psyched right now. Power trip is my shit, dude. I think he's frozen. frozen. <laughs> I, <think it's> frozen. <laughs> I thought he was frozen. like, like something like that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hold on, he's not moving. <laughs> yes. I think I got the double, double hurricane there. Oh. I'm not touching it. Oh, we lost it. I think we lost him again. Anyways, yes. J Jader agrees. So, yes, absolutely. All right, I'll move that. We're going to wait here until he comes back on. He's I'm so pumped like, about that because yes, Power Trip is one of the best hardcore bands that you can listen to. They're a local, they're a Texas band, they're a Dallas band. You back? Definitely check them out. I'm back. I can't hear Danny. Power you Trip. Can't I can't hear you. This ah. sucks. <laughs> it's funny because you froze like this, like you were in shock still. So try again. Try refreshing and get out. We'll come back again. 
freaked out. I did. I did legit have a freak out moment because I don't believe that anyone knows who Power Trip is because, like, I know that they're a lot bigger than what I believe that they are, but because that's a band of people who I've known for a while, um, they were in a lot of other a uh, lot of other bands. Uh, Dallas Hardcore was huge in the scene like in the texas hardcore scene was very huge for a very long time power trip was a band that definitely uh really kicked it off. not kicked it off bitter end i would say kind of kicked it off so bitter end is a san antonio band listen to better end if you can find better end that's totally cool okay, we're um, back. Let's see. hold on anything like that oh yes jader Woo! can you hear me <laughs> yes i can hear you good dude I am trip tripping out right now, honestly. I so I honestly why um, yes. we have there's a festival called Welcome to Rockville. Yes. That I, it's it's in Florida, and they were the band that I was looking forward most to see. I my boy just put me on Power Trip maybe like seven or eight months ago. Look, I've been telling everyone that listens to my music. I'm like these guys are fucking amazing. Don't sleep. Look. No bullshit. I have all their albums on my phone. I <laughs> love them. I love. I thought Nightmare was honestly one of the best albums of like that I've heard recently. They have such an cry. old school feel to them, and it's like thrash metal at its finest. Yes! I can't believe you know them. My salute. They are fucking amazing. And I, my, mind you, I have not. Cursed that much in this show until you mention this right now because of how hyped I got. That is awesome. I love it, love it, love it. This is the best. This so. is the best. Um, <laughs> listen to Power so You want to listen. Did we just become best friends? Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That's awesome. It, I love it. Oh my God, dude. It's, it, that's awesome. And you have no idea how many people I tell about this band. And I love seeing. Because uh, I just honestly, it, it's only been a couple months, and I I'll show you chats. I'll send them to you so you can say I'm like, dude, power trip, power trip. When I saw that they were on the bill for Rock Welcome to Rockville, um, they were one of the bands that I was the most excited to see. Because I'm like, I have to see these guys live. I even see their YouTube videos where they went into this guy's house, um, and they they and they uh they just start fucking. And then he's like, the, the I don't even know. I feel bad because I just know their music. I don't really. No names of the of the of the lead singer. Riley is the lead singer. What I love, what I love is like he's like, I'm so glad this is my house, and they start rocking out, and you just see that mosh going crazy. Yeah, I'm here's so the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not gonna be able to make. I will take I will take a circle pit over a mosh pit any day. Like I I'm about well, to course, circle yeah. pit in my room right now. I do, I do both. I do both. Um, that I did. Age does catch up on you. Um, I went to a Slayer and Lamb of God show, and I got, uh, I got my nose busted and my and my um, couple bruises on me, and I realized I'm not funny anymore. So yeah, it was a great show. It was a great show. No, but my... I've kind of been standing away. But if you get me in the right mood and the right amount of whiskey in me. I'm going to jump in there. I crowd surf. I do all that shit, man. Nice. I know, I'm a girl, so I stand right by the right by the steep right by right the, the front lines right with like lines. my arm like this the whole time like while everyone's circle pitting I'm like this like just putting my fist out like you like this is this is the line you can't cross. Everyone knows that move. Yeah. Whenever it's a girl yeah. standing by yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Jader. Yes. I love oh my god. This is mind blowing to me because I I 
I know they've been out for a while, but I feel yeah. like since no one really knows them, I'm like, I feel like I'm one of the pioneers on this journey with them because I'm like, people need to listen to this band because they're bringing this old. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, Kelsey, anything else in the chat? Yeah. All right. Dean Morgan, what was it like playing in your official first official rookie match compared to your live event match? Uh, more nerves set in, to be honest. One thing I didn't mention about my um, my my win in Orlando was how nervous I got post versus while being. I was nervous on stage, but once I won and the reality kicked in that I was going to be part of the showdown, whether it be for one episode or or how what have you, I got a stomachache oh, of how really? nervous I was when I sat down. Which oh, I I don't think I've felt that since I was a kid, but. I had to like get up and, and take a lap. Um, I actually missed, not missed. I want to say that I missed like the first two or three questions from uh, the manager bowl that happened that day because I could. And I actually, funny enough, met Mike. Met, oh yeah, show now. <laughs> I, I met I met Mike and I uh, Mike Deacon, which is he's an uh, Orlando name. He's been he's been amazing. Oh, love and Mike. I met James, love Mike. I met James White that oh, day okay. too. And uh, James was awesome, and I talked to both of them while while uh, while I was taking my lap. But I was so nervous that I won that I got a stomach ache, ache which was kind of weird. But a uh, little little uh, FF for you guys there. That's awesome. Man. awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm still on this big high right now. I'm so sorry. Is that, no, don't be sorry. You can admit good. this has been your favorite episode because no, you know, it's, it's awesome. It's, <laughs> right into that. Like on a personal level. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Kelsey, anything more? Kelsey Kirkland's on. All right. Is there anyone you haven't had a chance to interview yet that you really want to? Great question. Who's your number one? To uh to interview. Um, if we're gonna talk movie-wise, I would love to sit down. Uh, you know, Robert De Niro. That that'd be one, you know, and, and 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 that's a lot of people that that don't, you know, they don't feel the same way about him because you know his political views. Um, but but you know he's a legend, you know, and he's one of he's one of my favorite. He is my favorite working, and he's had some duds, but I think like his just his filmography is is incredible. So if Rockin' Bullwinkle, classic. Yeah, yeah, there you go. One of the few films that I actually walked out of, to be honest with you, because I was. So, like, Oh, yeah. to be fair, I I legit walked out of Green Lantern. I uh, not Green Lantern. Um, Aquaman. Morning. I walked out of oh, Aquaman. I did. Oh, really? I'd waited until Jason Momoa came out in the green and orange suit, and then I walked out. Wow. Didn't enjoy it. Wow. Oh yeah. So if we talk that, if we talk uh, celebrity wise, like movie wise, then um, if we're talking music, I would love to interview Corey Taylor from Slipknot. Okay. And uh, if we go hip hop wise, to sit down across uh, with Eminem, that'd be a dream come true. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, this has nothing to do with anything. I'm sorry, but like Chris Adams asked what a saw pit was or what a skank pit was. And it's basically like the skanking is like when you mosh pit or circle pit to ska music. Ah, okay. Oh. I don't know. I, I heard skank pit, I think it's something totally different. And that's not a. a there day. you go. There you go, Kelsey. Yes, exactly. I didn't even see that. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, ska, it, when you skank, you're basically moshing to ska. Okay. Kelsey's informed. That's about all the questions we got for tonight, Danny. So, is that, is that are we uh, the time to wrap up that at this point? Jader. This yeah, was I mean, I don't want to, but it's kind of time. I, 
so much. Fun. It's, it's, it's only it's only two a.m. It's only two a.m. I know. Yes, I know. <laughs> this was so I've much had fun. A blast. Man. I had a blast. I had a blast. I Legit. honestly had a great time. Thank we you just so much for having me. Everything that we talked about, being Schmodown fans and watching you come up the way that you have in the Schmodown has been. Hey, Robert Adams, if you have a question, send if you have back. a question, Robert, send it back. I missed it. So I throw it right in again we'll, and we'll put it in there. Send it back. The chats leave or the chat disappears. So if you got it, send it back. But um, I will say that. Yeah, it keeps giving me numbers and I wanted to read what was in the chat. And every time we got disconnected, it was like zero. I'm like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it happens. This was definitely one of my favorite episodes. Oh, mine too. Just I on love, personal love. level because Jader, you and I, like, we did, we did just become best friends. We're like this. <laughs> We're like this. You see, are you a friends fan? You know when Chandler tells uh, Rachel, like, hey, that's that's what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> I am a friends fan. Thank you very much. Uh, okay. Yes, great show. This this was awesome. Thank you. There so you much. go. How was your nerves in the studio after being in a live event? Um. To be honest with you, the the buildup towards it, I was so hyped and I, I I was just anxious to show the world what I got. And nerves didn't kick in until, like I said, forty eight hours before. Right. And then and that's when I decided because we did a, a trial run, um, and I noticed with the trial run on on uh, we did it on on Streamyard, I missed so many questions that I knew, and the person that I, that was that was that was helping me out was like take a break you got this right uh i think you're getting in your head and we, it's best to stop so i did i did um and like i said i didn't watch any movies i didn't study right before the match i literally stopped studying that that sunday because we did a trial run on that sunday and that's when i when i stopped because i'm like i miss again questions that i knew and it was just me my nerves working up and even the night before the show, because I I landed in LA uh, early, early Friday Friday morning, and my match wasn't until Saturday afternoon. So you know, um, I I rented a car and I had all, and I didn't want to do anything because I kept thinking about that match. It's not like I'm in LA uh, every day. I went to LA for the first time in my life in in December, you know. So I didn't I didn't know what to feel, and I didn't even want to eat. I got nervous like mm -hmm. right before the live match but it was more the whole like i said earlier i didn't want to go home right. i want to be part of this world um so i knew that i had to like you know i was just trying to get in there so i felt bad for my girlfriend that came with me because i was probably very dull the night before very like you know not in the zone i wasn't being and we we had our fun you know but i i was I didn't want to do anything. She's like, well, let's go see, you know, the Hollywood sign or let's go do this. And I'm like, I, I honestly don't even want to do it. Let's go have dinner. Let's talk. Let's, you know, just let me relax because I'm nervous, you know? I do so, want to ask a question, uh, Jader, just because I know that you're a sports fan and with a lot of um, the, uh, the Michael Jordan documentary that's going on. So uh, there was this thing on Twitter. Um, I feel like we're on the same page. I think we're close to the same age. So there's a lot of uh, younger people on Twitter questioning um, uh, Christian Latner. Lat Latner? I know. Yeah. I'm not Christian Latner. Later. Yeah. Uh, like, like, are you on the same thing? Like, did you ever watch that 30 for 30 documentary about him? 
I have not. I haven't even seen the Michael Jordan one. Um, and only because I want to like sit down and just see it all in one day. I like. I'm a binge watcher. Mm. Um, and I, I haven't even. I don't even know what's going on. To be this week has been so nuts for me because the going back to work and um, obviously quarantine. Like my my time off is you know w when I have a day off, it's I wake up early in the morning. I go where where my kids are at because you know with their mom she doesn't even want them to like leave the house i homeschool my kid uh and we do homework eat dinner put them to sleep and i come home you yeah. know so yeah. i've been completely out of the loop i haven't seen the mocky uh the the michael jordan documentary i haven't I, I honestly don't even know what you're talking about right i know about the documentary but i don't know about the whole chris latner thing yeah so i mean that was the 30 for 30 is i hate chris latner uh latner however you pronounce his last name and it's very interesting because he's a college ball player but he also played for the dream team so there are a lot yeah. of younger people on twitter right now who don't even know who he was so that, yeah, that's yeah. Brain. So i just didn't know if you were well it was it was a uh um what was the whole thing what, what, what were they against though like that just, they didn't been. know who he was because they didn't technically play for the i mean he a little bit but like he played for the dream team didn't play for the nba was a supreme college player and he's a badass and he did what he needed to do when it was time to show up so exactly. and but know, like it, michael jordan also like made this statement like we have 11 of the best players in the country or 11 out of the 12 best players for the country and a lot of people just kind of assume that the last person that he was talking about was like chris latner so that's the whole thing. So yeah, just I just didn't know if you're like in that conversation or not. With no, him. no, 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 not at all. To be honest with you, and not not because I don't want to. Like I said, I haven't I haven't even sat down to see a movie in like maybe like two weeks, and I'm usually like knocking them out super quick. Yeah. Um, I obviously we had a lot of time off during this this quarantine, but it was time for me to go back to work. And the last week for me has been nuts because of my kid's school. Um, and you know, not to put her business out there, but my 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 ex was furloughed. So I took the responsibility with the kids while she was out there, you know, applying for jobs and doing what she had to do with a whole unemployment right thing. There, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, the last week has been nuts, prepping to go back to work, prepping with the kids. So it's it's been it's been crazy. My roommate's been watching it, but it's one of those things where I thought it was it was gonna be kind of like a one shot. I even have ESPN um, uh, Plus. And I just have it there on the queue, waiting, waiting for it to all finish, so I can like sit down and 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 uh, start it. That's great. Watch it. Makes sense. Watch it. Yeah. Um, okay, we did have I think actually two more questions pops in. So here we go. No problem. Are you into graffiti living in Miami? From Dean Morgan. I appreciate the artwork. I'm not an artist myself, um, but I do love like our. We have this uh, this uh, city here called Wynwood and they do art walks and the Wynwood walls. I actually have a buddy of mine that lives, that was a tattoo artist here. He did a couple of mine. Um, he moved over there to Cali and he does graffiti work over there in California. He actually was kicking it with uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh. Um, just walked in into one of his his things and he's like, bro, I, you know, smoked them out. It was it was great. <laughs> so, but but I I do love art in itself, and we have a lot. Is uh, we have this uh a brewery here called uh, Jake Wakefield, and all their art is all like uh, stormtroopers and Yoda and a bunch of Star Wars stuff throughout. Um, and my my girlfriend she does calligraphy, so she does a bunch of things she, like wedding invitations and uh you know like uh 
when they're doing uh gender reveals and all that stuff she right they, you know so yeah so artwork it, it's just a it's and it's also one of like you know the elements of hip-hop graffiti b-boy dancing the mic the whole thing so what's not to appreciate you know no, so definitely, definitely have a couple of friends work. that are into graffiti work. Um, I got into a lot of uh, underage delinquent things, tagging things, tagging. Yeah, it happens. It's a lot. It's a. I bet as over here as everywhere, pretty much. Because I guarantee you, New York, it's the same. Uh, you're saying in Texas, the same. Over here, it's the same. The whole tagging and everything. It's a part of the city. You know, it, it's part of what this city is. So, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Totally, man. Y'all are this whole stream tonight has like tugged at my hip hop heartstrings, so. <laughs> which is crazy because, again, like I say, like I'm such a hip hop head, but I am more a metal head, which is insane. Like, um, if a lot of people get surprised when I tell them that I love metal more than I do love hip hop, it to like get further into that, I don't like what hip hop has become. You know, like late, like what it is now, it's not the Mumble same. Mumble rap person. is not good. It, it's a, it, well, that's what I'm saying. And then you still have bands that are trying. Like you still have, again, your power trips. It's a perfect example of trying to, like, like you, they're still trying to make the, the type of music, the, you know, really good music. There's a lot of metal bands still try to stick to the roots. I feel like rap now is they have no respect for the uh, people that paved the way. Like you listen to uh, like I have a younger brother. My little brother's 17 years old. So he's into like these new rappers. So I know who Little Yachty and Uzi and all these people are. But they I find it disrespectful when they're like, oh, I, I think Big is boring or Tupac is boring. That's you know, weird. like I don't know who they are. I yeah. can't even recite you a Biggie lyric. For me, that's mind blowing. Why are you in this culture if you're gonna bash the people that were originally in it? Like, like right. we paved the that way. Helped, that helped pave, pave the way for these specific younger people to be who they are. Because a lot of these rappers and artists could not be who they were without a lot of discredit and discrimination towards them. Like, all right. It's disrespectful. It really is disrespectful, is. and that's why I feel I feel exactly like that about new and don't get me wrong there are some rappers that are new that i feel are great and they're they're you know yeah. it's a craft yeah. what they do but for the majority what they're playing at least in the radio here is trash and that's why i feel like hip-hop has fell off and i feel like metal for some reason still kind of continues being the way that it does and it's it's still it it, it didn't really lose its footing which i felt like hip-hop uh did so that's that's my whole logic behind it. As much as I love it, so much good stuff. We we have touched on so many good things tonight, and uh, a lot of things that have really pulled on me personally, especially uh, Jader, you coming up into the schmodown the way that you have. We are all here for the schmodown. Uh, essentially, that's what we're here for. So, <laughs> hearing your stories and and understanding yeah, like your Cinderella story behind it is so inspiring for anyone else who has been involved with it. This has been so much fun for me, Jader. Thank you so much now, for one last question. We're going to one last question. Oh. We'll end it with this one. So, it's just there, and he was there for a while. Party J himself. See, now you never get your last name wrong, Party. So, I'll just call you Party J so you don't have to ever worry about Party pronouncing J. his you name. Think? <laughs> Justin Dawson. I can actually say it, but it was a joke Dawson. for a while. I couldn't say Dawson. it. I uh, just kept saying Jason Dawson. It's Justin Dawson. Um, who would you want to go against next in the showdown? All right. So, <laughs> honestly, 
and I don't want this to sound cliche whatsoever, but anyone. Honestly, <laughs> anyone. I can't say I can't say no to anyone right now. So whoever you put in front of me, I'm gonna go up against. Sounds okay. Different. I just I want another shot. You know, right. I, I wanna be in there. I wanna say, I wanna stay in this. So um you know, again, everybody saw the end of my match that Barbarian uh, Barbarian has, uh, you know, challenged me. And Barbarian is a scary dude, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I will – it'll be Rocky and Apollo. Let's go. I'm going to go. I'm not going to be scared, and I'm going to go for it, whether, you know, whatever the outcome is. Um, rookie-wise, I mean, if we're going to talk rookie-wise, you know, uh, uh, you have Warfather. You have, you know, you have Gartered. I, I, honestly, anyone to be uh, – Clouds of flirt and flouse. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you, you know, it's funny because that was one of the conversations that we had. Actually. Was it? Before, before my match, it was, uh, hey, we don't know who we're going to put you up against. But then um, Harloff was like, you know what? We're, we're going to leave it as is. We don't know where we're going to go with it. But uh, Brett was in the conversation, to be completely honest That's with you. Right. And I'm, uh, it's crazy because I'm, I'm such a huge fan of his. I love what they've been doing with SEN lately. Oh, me too. Um, that show, let me tell you, they that show has been it's been better than ever, you know. And I miss the crew. I miss Kate. I miss Ben. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been so great to see them just grab what they have and just turn this thing. It's been nuts. It's yeah. been it's been an adventure. But um, Absolutely. but yeah, anyone to be honest with you, it's just it's I I just I want to sit in that chair again. So I get whoever it. it is, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make this happen. Fair enough. Absolutely. I'm going to be a big Jader fan coming off of this episode. Thank you so much, Jader. This has been absolutely a delight and so much fun. Paul, do you have anything left to plug in for Jader? Oh, I, I, I was going to have Jader plug his. Jader, why don't, you, why don't you tell us where you we can find you more often besides? Uh, I love it. I love it. All right. So uh, obviously on Facebook, name and last name, Jader Paramo. Uh, I'm actually, as soon as I get a friend request, I don't know who it is. I'm just clicking. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, I usually plug, I usually put a lot of our our, our stuff on my on my Facebook page. But um, I write for this website, cinesportstock.com. Uh, we have, um, we actually give, Right now, we can't obviously given the situation, but we give uh, screenings all the time, you know, to whatever movie you guys want to see. It depends on the city. And we have cities throughout the United States. We have New York. We have Houston. We have San Diego. We have all of Florida. We have um, Atlanta. So we have a bunch of cities that we give tickets to to movies uh, uh, to. Uh, but you can see uh, follow us. We have a YouTube page, Cine Sports Talk. Um, yeah. The Cine Sports Talk, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll. We'll probably plug it in there. Uh, Twitter, infamous J13. Uh, Instagram, infamous J13. Um, but this has been real, guys. I had a blast, you know. And I got to be at work at you know seven in the morning. But <laughs> this is totally worth it. <laughs> oh, where's my heart, man? Where's my heart? So, yeah. all right, Jenny. Oh, sorry, I got a new show. I always forget. I always forget. I, got, I have a new show, the Jader and Kyle show, guys. We have uh, MCU. It's almost as long as this episode. It's four and a half hours. Um, I do have a podcast. We're on hiatus now. We're called The Nobodies. The Nobodies podcast will be probably kicking it up uh, um, very soon. Obviously, it's been crazy with these times. The movie news has, hasn't been really, you know, really uh, crazy. Uh, you know, hasn't really been kicking. So uh, that's why I started this uh, Jader and Kyle show. But I, as soon as everything kicks up, just send me a friend request, man. Message me, whatever you guys want to do. And uh, I'll share the 
well, we can go on this journey together. Sounds good. Sounds good. We will make sure that we get it out. Thank you so much, Dater, for hanging out with us on this May the 4th. May the force be with you on this Monday to everyone out there. Thank you so much to everyone who has been hanging out with us inside of the chat and who has hung out with us throughout this entire time in the call to oh, action stuff. I would like to plug one thing. I would like to plug one thing if I can. I'm on class action this week. I did a show I do on Action Industries YouTube channel, on Ben and Drew's channel. Uh, me and Richard Eric Jarvie do a show every week. Uh, this Sunday, next on a week from now, is uh, live. We're going to go live late night, 11 p.m. Uh, Pacific, or I'm sorry, 10 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that's going to be myself, Jarvie, Maddie Kearns, and Mark Yudi Riley. Uh, and we're going to be ranking the live action Superman franchise. So that I would look forward to that. Please stop by. Oh, I will be jumping on. Sweet. Sweet. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, Come in and check that out. Thank you all so much for everyone on the call to action channel for my sweet love, Kelsey, in the back for everyone at the C2A channel for Jader, for Paul. We salute you. We thank you. And we will see you next Monday.